Welcome to Cool News, news with a super cool approach. I am your host, Phil Cool. This week, a man named Thomas Manning was the first successful recipient of a penis transplant. Damn it, Pirate! I told you, man, I don't want you to give me no fake copy. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna believe this story is true with some dude in a fake penis transplant, man. It's true. Man, I told you stop messing with me, man. I gotta read the news and people coming to me because they trust me with their information and you don't write about dicks and transplants. Hey, g- give me some real copy. It's true. P-Ray, give me some real copy, man. I ain't gonna say it again, P-Ray. You gonna give me some real copy? No. Hey, P-Ray! Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed, video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at louderwithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests. See all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam. People like the Hopper Cam. Uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. LottoWorthCrowder.com. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. (laughs) We are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal, I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to sound. Glad to be with you. That sound means the sound of the weekend. Uh, great show. Great show coming coming here with us. Don't, I didn't introduce you. You didn't Don't yet. insult the show right Not off the bat before you're introduced. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Crowder, producing with me in video studio. Live stream you can watch online if you're listening to Restfully is not gay jared he is not gay follow him on twitter at not gay jared i fulfilled my legal obligations draw your own conclusions we're good we're okay yeah it's we're good enough good. it'll I'm have glad. to be it'll have to be good you enough. you don't look so pale now that you've gotten over the aids got, got the aids out a little just, bit just flush it out tweet me at s crowder what you think i think his cheeks look a little more rosy a little like more color. his hemoglobin levels are, are yeah it turns out it wasn't a white balance it just turns out i had no blood <laughs> you in were me. very very sick i was very sick not gay jared was a very ill boy um we have great guests great guests this evening we have great guests ben shapiro average guests below average guests on the show what it's gonna be a great show don't say that i would never say you that. can insult me don't insult our guests okay ben shapiro <laughs> paul joseph watson of prison planet and uh courtney courtney kirchhoff she works of course she's the best uh writer over there at ladder and she wrote a column that went viral. D 
Dear Hollywood, stop gaying all the things. It's a valid point. It is a valid point, and it's a good column that she wrote. So we have a lot to get to today. Uh, let me just go right off the bat, because I don't want to spend all night with this. Donald Trump announced his Supreme Court nominees list. And uh, I will say this. Listen, looking at the list right off the bat, looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie like hosts and go, oh, yeah, I know all of these people. I didn't. I had to cross-reference them. And I haven't looked at all of them, but uh, from what I've looked at, looked pretty good. What are the chances Trump knows all the people, though? That's my question. I don't think most people know all the people. Probably not. But, you know, my whole thing, you got to give credit where it's due. We were saying, let's see what a list of Supreme Court justices look like. That's a, at, at the very least, there's someone smart mm-hmm. with him saying, this is probably well, what you should propose. That's, that's a lot of what George W. did, though. I mean, yeah. he's a guy who surrounded himself with brilliant people that mm-hmm. could kind of help him along in the areas. I mean, nobody's an expert at anything, even the president yeah. of the United States. So, so no, I think you're right. It's going to do. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll talk with that. We'll talk about that with Ben Shapiro later, and uh, I don't know, we'll talk with it. Uh, talk about it with Paul Joseph Watson. Listen, before I get started, and we have a lot to get to today, I don't know how we'll cram it all into the show. Something that I really want to know. And I think we talked about this when the radio show first started, but not Gay Jared was not with us. I've still not had a definitive answer. We'll get a poll up on Twitter. Who do you think would win in a fight? Grizzly bear or male silverback gorilla? Now, gorilla, I implore you, do not answer right off the bat, knee jerk, because almost everybody changes their mind. Almost everybody who goes, well, no question, gorilla, at some point finds, finds themselves in doubt. If I were a multimillionaire, that would be, that's what I would do with my, people say, what would you do if you had the kind of, you know, retire right now money? I'd roll the dice with PETA and I would have grizzly bear versus male silverback gorilla. That is what I want to see. You know, it's a valid point. I've never don't, thought about this before. Don't answer it yet. I'm not going to answer We'll get up the poll. We'll see. I know people go, one has thumbs, one is smarter, but they're not inherently super aggressive. Grizzly bears have claws. Once I've heard all of the arguments, but I've not been convinced and this has been going on in the Crowder household for a very long time. Speaking of grizzly bears and uh, big things, Blake Lively. Blake, Blake Lively, Lively got into a lot of... So we're going to talk about a few things uh, as it relates to the social justice stuff right now. One of them was at uh, Everyday Feminist, one of the biggest feminist blogs. They wrote that rationalization is not a good thing. It is inherently a tool to oppress women. We no longer need rational arguments, and you needn't listen to rational arguments. Salon.com trotted out pedophiles. Again, for the third time, Ped- an active pedophile who we found and debunked. When, what, at what point did they add the tab on their little thing of, you know, health, men's pedophilia? Pedophilia, yeah. Just a little tab. It's a genre. It's a lifestyle it blog. <laughs> right next, they put it right next to yachting. Like a dark places right there. So, pedophilia right there. And um, uh, rationalization is a tool of the patriarchy. Pedophilia I have news about that, by the way. And Karl Marx. News. And Karl Marx. We released a video on Karl Marx. All the Bernie people who were so offended that we conflated, uh, as they said, uh, <laughs> democratic socialism with communism, they're the ones responsible for this Karl Marx video being popular. Look at the comments. It's all Bernie voters. Karl Marx praised, uh, Bernie Sanders praised bread lines that Karl Marx loved. So, we want to get into the macro. We'll dig into all of that here. It's just so it's just so okay let's go to Blake Lively you can bring up the screen here uh, not gay Jared Blake Lively under a lot of flack because she uh, put on Instagram LA face with an Oakland booty and she has a rather large posterior I believe she's pregnant or she was pregnant so she has a large posterior she said Oakland booty you can look at all the responses, the tweets. Is that the same thing as ghetto booty now? Is that kind of the same idea there? Because I've never, well, yeah, I'm not so as familiar with it. Another day, another rich white woman using WOC's bodies as a punchline and commodity, as if Blake Lively wasn't the worst already. So much privilege, even the G-O-O-P feels uncomfortable. I don't know if, there, if that's a term like goop instead of goop. G-O-P, or this is just a typo. At this point, who's to tell? 
No, no one. They're beyond parody. So everyone's all upset because she said Oakland booty because they deem this to be offensive. Listen, okay, let me explain why it's not offensive. I understand some people think that this may be based on some kind of a, a, of a stereotype. The reason Blake Lively said Oakland booty is because she has clearly a large posterior here. As a general rule, black women have larger butts and or legs than white women. Oakland uh, is comprised of mainly uh, oh. black people. Heavily black population. I'm making the connection. Hence, Oakland booty, like I have a butt like a black person. So for those of people who thought can, it was offensive, based on a stereotype, it's easily explained. I can, you, back up, you have a butt like a black person? I've been well told known. ghetto booty. If this you is look a well-known fact and uh, can confirm. By this glamour this shot, this is, a, this is an outtake or an intake of, of pants, more so. We can, let's get a little closer. What look. is this? Closer, uh, closer, closer look here. It gets better. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Stop that. Stop that. You're fired, naturally. But it was worth it. It was worth it. For you. Yeah, I have been told to have a ghetto booty multiple times. If you look at the Planet Fitness video when I was in tights, people were going, oh, you got a ghetto booty. Namely, black people. And I a have a large one. posterior. And a very hungry I do. One. Well, I, that's the problem. When you have large, a large posterior, it's hard to purchase pants that don't find themselves amidst the Grand Canyon. It is a problem. It's a problem for people with large posteriors. So everyone is getting offended about this now. All up in arms. They want to boycott Blake Lively. It's a comp. First off, it's a compliment. Everyone sings about giant fat asses now. Beyonce goes up and shakes her giant fat ass, and everyone talks about what? What? What is it? Hate speech? If you're harmonizing to "I like big butts" in your car. Is that cultural appropriation? Can you harmonize to that? That's the bigger question. Everyone likes big butts now. That's, I'm still of, of, of the belief that I like uh, moderately sized uh, butts that are uh, in, in good health. You know, now the standards, the doors have just been blown wide open. <laughs> anyone, anyone, you just see, you look at Twitter whenever it's one of those trends, like ghetto booty was trending one time. It's just, you just look and people are like, ah, oh, I got a butt like J-Lo. No, 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 no. J-Lo is in phenomenal shape with probably 12% body fat and she has a large posterior. You, you're 300 pounds. Salsa is something she'll put on, not a gordita. It's part of her native dance. It's, it's not something you put on a double crunch cheesy gordita. Difference. That being said, Blake Lively seems quite lovely. I think she was rated the most attractive woman in the United States. People Magazine, right next to the Obamas. You can't all make the top of the list, but she did pretty well. She had a good showing, and she has a large posterior. Shouldn't people who are advocates of body pride be happy that someone out there who is considered so beautiful has a large rump? Instead, you're worried about racism. This is where we are. She should be celebrated. She should be celebrated. She should be. They, people should not be descending upon her, her, her Oakland booty with anger. They should be descending Savage upon her booty animals, with love. Savage animals, these t- social justice warriors. You, you, you fix that because you know that someone's going to say, you said savage animals. You're, what are you trying to say? Social justice warriors. Or it's racist. Maybe he's racist. Take your pick. I don't care anymore. That's the whole thing. When you, when you accuse everybody of racism, when you accuse Blake Lively of racism because she said Oakland booty, which, by the way, I'm, I'm quite certain she was quoting a rap song. Again, we had that this week. Daryl of Hall & Oates. Remember, someone asked him about cultural appropriation. And he said, well, this is music I grew up with. It's really stupid to say that what I'm doing is racist. I grew up and I've I've been singing this music my whole life. Give you a story about that. I wrote about this. This It's a true story. When I really got into Hall & Oates, I was a a cab driver in Houston. I was doing a stand-up gig. He was taking me to the Greyhound bus station. I had no money. That is how I know I've made it. No more Greyhound buses for me. The AIDS lasts forever with the Greyhound bus. That's the problem. It's one of those souvenirs you take with you. However, I remember I walked into his cab, 
and I was wearing a blue shirt and glasses, and he said, Man, if I'd have known I was picking up Clark Kent, I would have gotten ready. Something like he was laughing. I laughed. To a lot of black people, big white guy in blue glasses looks like Clark Kent. I've gotten it six times from black people. He was playing Hall and Oates. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't realize this was it. He goes, yeah, man, they want to. You hit him, you go, man, that's, that's Hall and Oates. A lot of the songs are Hall and Oates. He goes, I remember I heard them the first time. I said, man, these guys can really, they got soul. And this one told me they were two white boys. I said, they're two white Hall and Oates. <laughs> but I don't even care. I seen them twice. They're my favorite Hall and Oates. And he was sitting there talking about it. And I thought, isn't that great? Isn't that beautiful? Art bridges that divide. Now, not self-important art. Right, not self-important artworks, you know, like like Piss Christ or someone drinking a vial of their own blood out of some orifice, which actually won a prize. Actual art that people enjoy brings people together. You should be able to hear it. You should be able to look away, like the voice. Look away, not even know who's singing. Do you like it or not? Oh, they're white or black. Who cares? And people were mad at Hall and Oates. Again, Salon strikes again. People are mad at someone like Blake Lively. Oh my gosh, where are we going to have to go to a break? <sighs> I really wanted to get an Elena Dunham and Amy Schumer. I don't think we have time. Time for that. Viacom might try to shut down Nor the first penis transplant, which happened this week. That's true. That happened this week. First penis transplant ever. I know what you're thinking. has nothing to do with the trans issue. The guy had penile cancer. I didn't even know it existed. I know testicular cancer, prostate cancer. I didn't... Penile seems quite general. Yeah, it turns out it's an organ that could be transplanted like all the rest. Does penile mean shaft? Does it mean glands? No one knows. Nobody knows. Maybe tweet me. At S. Crowder. And um, we'll figure that out. First penis transplant. We didn't write about it on the site, but we have to talk about it on the show. Of course. Then we have Ben Shapiro, Paul Joseph Watson. I want to talk more about feminism and racism. And I want to spew some really horrific racist anti-woman stuff because that's how we do. Stay tuned. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little... Okay, Mr. Manning, uh, are you comfortable? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm great. I'm looking forward to getting this road on the show. Mm, yes, you reversed show and road. Well, we have a long list of potential donors that I think you'll find are quite satisfactory. Oh, thanks, Doc. No, I, I appreciate it. Um, okay, so we got here Hamill. Yes, there we have Mr. Ham. McCormick. I'm guessing that's Irish. Yes, yes, he's from um, a suburb of, of, of Boston. His his uh, vitals and, and health parameters were still. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, Wojciechowski, is that what is that Polish? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, very uh, suitable gentleman. You actually are a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just was wondering. If you, um, yes, if you had anyone, uh, I'm not seeing on this list. Mm-hmm. What seems to be the problem? I, you know, I just, just, I had in mind, I don't know if you could find a donor who's maybe more ethnic. Um, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I follow. You, you know what, I'll wait. Mr. Manning, the longer you wait, the likelihood of complications goes up significantly. I'm going to take my chances. Hey, Steven, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just browsing AR15.com. You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices, community, and information on the web? Oh, what the hell's the difference? AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! 
You know, they just heard the three takes. You did three takes, you didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboo! What's in this drink? Hello, we're back. Grateful to be here. <laughs> Hello, world. Mm. People watching the live stream know what's happening. So, we are glad to be back. Ben Shapiro coming up after this next break. Oh, gosh, there's so much to talk about. It's, it's hard sometimes when you do a once-a-week show. This was up at Everyday Feminism. Three reasons it's irrational. You can bring this up, Jared. To demand rationalism and social justice activism. So, uh, let, me, let me read you a quote. What if those imperialism-driven Europeans, all passionate and roused about manifest de destiny, were encouraged to stop and consider whether their violent plans, violent plans were rational? What is my mouth right now? I like that guy from Fat Albert, Mushmouth. Here is an actual headline from a feminist site. Let me highlight this for you. Being rational has no inherent value. They actually wrote that. Being rational has no inherent value. Rationalism is a tool made to hurt us. Okay. All right. We have enough of that. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Rationalism, if I were to say that feminists believe logic is a tool of the patriarchy to oppress women, people would say you're building up a straw man to knock it down, right? That's what they would say. There's no way anyone is that stupid. Here, they wrote it. If I were to say that feminists believe that being rational has no inherent value, they would say you're simply, uh, you're, you're, you're misrepresenting their argument. There is no way. No, it is absolutely right in front of me. Being rational has no inherent value. The crux of this from feminists, and this is important for those of you out there, where everyone just talks about news of the week that'll come and go. Uh, this is an ideology that is being sprung upon your children, young minds who are told that if they question it, it's patriarchy and they're sexist. The crux of this argument from feminists is that if you look at any great uh, revolution, you look at people who ended slavery, what if they were rational? What about when we, uh, we, we got women the right to vote? What if they were rational? There's no point in being rational at that point. It's time to, to just get it done. Here's the thing. Slavery existed in the world throughout always uh, and still does in a, in a significant portion of the world. The United States, I'm trying to think of how many signers with slavery, basically very wealthy people, 50-something, 56? I don't recall. We're talking about slavery specifically. What one lie? People had to sit there and rationalize. They had to rationalize a moral argument as to why slavery was reprehensible. Everyone did slavery because that's just what you did. Uh, you you have people like uh, you know Nietzsche, 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 Nietzsche. Everyone loves to talk about how brilliant he is and Karl Marx and these intellectuals. He basically said slavery is okay. It's a natural human condition to have a slaver, to have a slave and a master, a slaver. And these are people who they teach in college. They teach you Karl Marx. They teach you, teach you Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Nietzsche. I never pronounce it correctly, like Mizzou. And, uh, and they don't teach you Adam but Smith. You and they don't teach you Hayek. People had to sit down and say, okay, slavery is wrong. Here is why it's wrong. And then they were willing to risk their lives for it. People had to sit down and say, okay, voting, uh, voting rights, civil rights, this is important. This is why this matters. People had to sit down and say, oh, you know what? Uh, 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 Islamic oppression is wrong. Here's why it's wrong. The basis of every single notable revolution is rationalization, is logic. The moral argument stems from a logical one. So the idea that, ah, we're just gonna go ape crap crazy. I mean, feminists like to do it, as seen by the slam poetry on Super Mario oh, Brothers, Lord. which we'll get to. 
Dear God. The crux of this entire thing is wrong, so you can read through the entire thing and, of course, take out... But the, the whole piece is wrong. It's based on the idea that slavery was not ended through any kind of a rational process. Now, this is not to, to put down your point, because this, you know, blog today will be tomorrow's main news, you know, yes. HuffPo. We know this. But I did some research. I didn't read the, all the piece, because I, I searched how many times white supremacist shows up in it and was past my threshold of one. But <laughs> this is your author right here. This this uh, this this, this guy it was written now, by a guy. This guy, That's Native, Native American. No, no, it gets worse. This is the LinkedIn profile of the author. Oh no! Oh, this, he's a tranny. This this is your Facebook profile. Oh my God! Oh, so you know, college students self-professing. And these people are teaching your children across the board. They have them in elementary school now where they're forcing kids to read about little boys in dresses. And, of course, Obama, he's going to cut federal funding. That was something that happened since the last program happened a little earlier in the week. Barack Obama says that the, the protected class, kids who are likely to be bullied, the most vulnerable, are little trannies. By the way, but here's, something, here's something else, too. Little orphan tranny. Here's something, too. It was like the same you know, class of little troopers. Yeah, little troopers. Little trannies. Here's something, too. There are no little transgenders. They don't exist. They do not exist, N little transsexuals. None of them have gone through a sex change operation. Not a one. Not a single one. They can't. So we've changed from transsexual. There used to be transsexuals and transvestites. What did that mean? Transsexual. You go through a sex change operation. Now your sex organs are never functioning. Oops. Might lend itself to the suicide rate. We'll talk about that later. And transvestites. People who dressed up like women. It was pretty clear which one you were. But because people who didn't didn't even have, ironically enough, the balls to cut them off, still wanted to be considered more than a transvestite, they created gender, which isn't biological. It's how you identify. It's your soul, whatever it is. And so you no longer have transsexuals and transvestites. You have transgenders. There are no little transsexuals in grade school, in middle school. They can't have the sex change operation. They can put on a dress. Maybe they can shave the peach fuzz. Maybe you can even pump them full of cancerous estrogen and make them another. Maybe you can. Maybe that's a way to will it into existence. Pump them full of estrogen. We know what that does to the male body. Not good. It's cancerous. Give him penile cancer. He's in the national news. It's a very clever ploy. Brilliant. They knew what they were doing all along. Brilliant. And Barack Obama says they're the most vulnerable. I think the most vulnerable might have been the babies who were born alive in Illinois who you voted against protecting from survived abortions, you piece of crap. I think those might be a little more vulnerable than uh, chicks with dicks going into the restroom. Can we say that? Probably I don't not. Know. You might have to. Run, but you might, might have a, to edit that. It's a band name now. We just, we just, we just, we'll, Chicks, we'll, it's a great we'll say band. That. It's a great band. It's a great band name. Alternative on the weekends and yeah. uh, Hot Rock on the on the. And this is where we are. And they might pull federal funding to schools if you don't let boys in the girls' restroom. It's just so politically transparent. The guy was against gay marriage until he realized that he could be for uh, gay marriage. And now the transgender. There are no little transgenders. That's what's so crazy about it. We've changed language around so much to create a term that doesn't exist and protect a class who really are in need of counseling. And we were going to have a psychiatrist on today. She'll be moved to next week, Dr. Phyllis Boniface. Um, she's lectured on, on these issues. Of course, John, Hop John Hopkins, won't, they won't perform it. They won't perform the transgender yeah. surgery. So this has been kind of a hot topic. We want to move on from that, and we'll get to the salon pedophilia. So we'll move on to that, which will be more fun, and uh, the feminist, uh, feminist slam poetry. And a girl beat the heck out of another girl, and it was a race crime. Little, little, little twist on that one. 
We'll bring it in. We'll bring in the video with Paul Joseph Watson. But up next, Ben Shapiro. He's a lovely Jewish gentleman. Stay tuned. Hey, Thomas Manning calling. Uh, hope all is well. Thomas Manning? Why do I know that name? Well, it's a pretty common name. Oh, you're the guy with the cack. That's me. Listen, I was wondering if you had anyone uh, come through there. I know Chicago's had a pretty rough year for violence. Yeah, it's been terrible. It's such tragedy. I know, it's awful. Uh, I was wondering if you had anyone come through there who were organ donors. Who were what? Organ donors. You know, particularly I know with the uh, rise in in gang violence, I don't know if you've seen anything like that recently, Uh, an organ donor from some kind of a shootout, perhaps a rival, turf controversy gone wrong. I'm not sure I follow. Yeah, you know, listen, it doesn't have to come from any specific gang uh, at all. I just mean if there's an organ donor who may have come in, could be, you know, Bloods, Crips, NAACP, uh, youth intramural basketball team. Did you just say the youth intramural basketball team? Yeah, you know, but I'm just throwing out just you know just general just general ideas. I'm afraid the only body we've gotten here is uh, from a Mr. Santelli of the Santelli crime family. Crime family, really? Those are still around. Yeah, the mob's been really bad for us in Chicago. And, what, what, what are they? What are they known for? You know, trafficking and narcotics, prostitution, but. Their main specialty here has always been assassination. They have a big rack. Assassination? You mean like... Yeah, hitmen. Full bore. And are, are any of the rest of them still around? Yeah, we can't charge their ass. We try to get this one guy on tax evasion. But you can find him down the neighborhood uh, on the south side. It's not too far. Santelli family on the south side. Thank you very much, officer. Well, can I help you with it? <laughs> All right, we're back. Not gay, Jared. Class it up. Class it up. I got to work on my dance moves. Classy I need guests, fresh ones. Classy guests coming up. So you got to class it up. Glad to have him. You know him. Uh, DailyWire.com. His we wonderful podcast. Most people love him. Most people love him. Some people don't. No. Not everybody loves everybody. The Ben Shapiro Show. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ben Shapiro. Ben, thank you for being with us, sir. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing well. Well, when I tweeted out that, you know, just so happened on the show, and I'll talk about it with him uh, later, we spoke behind the scenes. He was actually very complimentary. It was you and Paul Joseph Watson. People thought there was going to be like the Civil War. It's like, no, no, they're just both on doing their segments, and they'll be very nice. And people were, were disappointed because uh, you're the firebrand who goes in and debates. They want to watch a slaughter. They want to watch a oh, slaughter. Oh, yeah, no worries. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm happy to debate anybody at any time, and I'm happy to, uh, to not debate anybody if they don't feel like doing it. So. <laughs> This and is true. Off my nose. Right now, honest to God, I'm, I'm a little tired. I mean, I had a baby like a week and a half ago, and I've had about seven hours of combined sleep in the last two weeks. And he still so. manages to maintain his figure. He does it. does After it well. Oh, yeah, well, you know, you got you to gotta keep working out. I mean, otherwise, how do you have energy to lift a six-pound child? This is true. <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, it depends on how uh, you can just be Donald Trump and not lift your child at all. So here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, people are going to go, well, why? Oh, ben did agree to debate. Milo. So they were both scheduled to be on this show for a while. I want to provide this context because uh, obviously Ben has been on the program and, and, and Milo has been on the program. Ben agreed and a lot of people are tweeting Milo. Oh, he's th- no, no, listen, Milo, I understand. We've talked about it. There's some cre- contractual issues at play that are out of my control so I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that. But Ben, did, did you have anything to add? No, I mean, I mean, obviously Milo, he's such a courageously independent figure and, and would never take orders from anybody. So I'm, I'm pleased to learn that 
his paymasters at Breitbart have rejected uh, right. the possibility of a debate. I mean, let's you know, let's let's say it like it is. And it wasn't just your show either, Stephen. I mean, as you know, I agreed to to Dave Rubin invited us both on too, and I said sure to that, and Milo said no to that. But you know, don't worry, Milo's very brave. He he fights all the social justice warriors, all the people who really need to be fought on behalf of the short army. Milo's really out front this is doing F- that. This is this is this now where Jared's going to have to hit the dump button. I thought you were a nice man, Ben. All right. Uh, well, listen. I was trying to be diplomatic about it. Milo is always cl- welcome on the show. Ben is welcome on the show. No, we don't need a class it up. No, not now. This guy. This guy thinks he's Oops. above us with all his shekels, and he can just look down on us. Shekel master. Shekel master. Um, okay, so so anyway, so that's why the debate isn't happening, because I know some people are going to be thinking, oh, are they going to do a surprise debate? No, it's not happening. I want to respect Ben and Milo, both as guests. They're welcome on the show, just like D.L. Hughley and Imam Chowdhury is also welcome on the show. Um, busy week, busy week. I want to ask you this. So you're, you obviously don't, you're not a big fan of Donald Trump, and we've talked about that, and that's why you get <laughs> flack on both sides. But I will say this. The Supreme Court list, assuming he sticks to it not all that bad did you feel that no. way when you looked at it no the, the list is fine i mean i haven't taken a lot of time looking at it because i don't think he's telling the truth but you right. know aside from that you know sure the list is fine he, he outsourced it in the same way he outsourced his immigration policy to jeff sessions uh you know he's against outsourcing except when it's all of his intellectual heavy lifting then he outsources it to anybody in the vicinity which is it, listen it's fine if he doesn't know anything about the courts which clearly right. he doesn't since he thinks the supreme court is designed to prosecute hillary clinton and that judges sign bills, as we learned from his debates. If he, all of that is fine so long as he would actually stick to this, but the, a good promise requires two things. One, the content of the promise be good, and two, the person making the promise is credible. The first part, okay. The second part, not so much. I mean, <laughs> okay. But <laughs> I mean, even yeah, then, though, the, if we get to be name, fair. Name a, promise Donald Trump has, name a promise Donald Trump has kept, a position he's held for longer than two seconds. As I've said before, he has more positions than the Kama Sutra. Uh, and the and the fact that he is throwing this out there as though he's going to suddenly stand stalwart against the Democrat Senate, which you will probably have, or against the Democratic filibuster, which you will unlikely, which you will undoubtedly have, no matter what. Right. Yeah, he'll come up with a compromise candidate, and that'll be that. Well, the one promise is that just behind the scenes, I know for a fact that if he wins, you'll be audited, and I have no doubt that he's <laughs> sticking to it. Uh, yeah, and I'm sitting here in my nice house, and and uh, and I'm I'm lamenting the day when my house is going to be a ten foot by ten foot cell. It's it's going to be. Well, sad. I, well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You can maybe they'll put you under house arrest like the Nash. You never know. Um, I will. I, you know, I have to be fair though with that. It's better than I thought, and I, I was worried that he wouldn't even be smart enough to surround himself with people to say, hey, these are people you should put on your list. So don't we have to say that at the very least that's a step in the right direction? The fact that he so, presented So your a list, perspective is basically Samuel Johnson's perspective on a woman talking intelligently, or a woman talking, right? That it's like a dog walking on its hind legs. No, that, no. That, my that perspective is it's not Sarah, Sarah Palin clearly didn't give him this list, is my point. Someone yeah, no, smarter than him did. Your, your, expecta- your expectations here, if your expectations are so low, that it's like, oh, wow, Donald Trump had somebody who put a list together for him. Wow. <laughs> well, when you say it okay. like that, Ben. But I mean, look, again, the list is fine. The list is good. He says lots of good stuff on his website. If you look at his tax plan on his website before he changed it, that was a fine tax plan, which I've said. He, his immigration plan on his website, about three quarters of it is, is perfectly great. Uh, then he talks and sounds come out of his face and those sounds <laughs> do not resemble anything that is on his website and it's clear he doesn't either know how to read or has not read his own website so okay. you know, I, I can't take seriously a man who has flipped every single position that he's had in this campaign except for the wall and that one's just the last one to fall 
Yes. Uh, well, I see what you did there. Fall wall. We have a lot of puns on this show today. A lot I don't of like punny it. Jokes. I'm not a fan of it. People are trying punny to do jokes. my job for me. Um, okay, <laughs> let's talk. Since since he's a lawyer, let's talk about Hillary Clinton with the Supreme Court. What that looks like. A lot of people don't understand, and I've talked about this. I'm I'm not a lawyer, but when you look at the uh, Supreme Court case, um, is it Heller versus DC? What it yes. was? Yes. Yeah, Heller versus DC. The arguments against the current interpretation of the Second Amendment are. So much more important than the fact that it decided that they decided to let it stand. The arguments against it were not capacity bans, no assault weapons. The arguments against it were no, no private American citizen actually has the right to self-preservation through a firearm. Those were the only legal arguments made against it. So under a Hillary Clinton Supreme Court, what do you see being because it's, it's very likely that she's a president of the United States, right? The Vegas mm-hmm. betting odds say that's what's most likely to happen. What happened as a lawyer? What are your biggest concerns legally? Where do you think they have the strongest case? Do you think it's Second Amendment goes away? Yeah, I mean, the Second Amendment goes away as an individual right under the federal constitution because that's what the left would do. They would probably roll back some of the decisions on abortion. uh, So they'd they'd knock down a lot of state restrictions on abortion. Uh, Presumably, they would also knock down Hobby Lobby. They would they would they would rule that the state has a compelling interest in forcing businesses and religious institutions to accept iterations of same-sex marriage, uh, yeah, it would be a disaster. I mean, uh, That would really I'm not harm the googly-eye manufacturers. Yeah. Well, that's that's the important thing. With the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Where would I go? Where would we go for our rogue gun costumes? Wherever would I, don't I know. go? I mean, once, once, they take away, once they take away the pipe cleaners, I'm, I'm out. You know, it's funny. You can't actually buy pipe cleaners at the drugstore because it's still tobacco paraphernalia. Really? You have to be 18. Who is you who used them for cleaning pipes? What? I do. Um, okay, so Second Amendment, but uh, what, what would you what, what would you list your top, I guess, top two or three biggest concerns under a Hillary Clinton appointed Supreme Court? Well, I mean, I, I think that the, the top concern would be the overruling of the First Amendment, not just right. Citizens United, but I think that the the thing that Hillary Clinton would do, and, and that a lot of folks on the left have suggested, is that. Uh, hate crimes legislation is not violative of the First Amendment, and that's and that's scary stuff. Not hate crimes, hate speech legislation, right? right? Like in Canada, uh, I, I think Hillary would push that. I think that her appointed justices and, and Obama's appointed justices would push that hard. Uh, that's that's frightening stuff. Now, remember, there still has to be a congressional battle and a state level battle right. in terms of pushing the legislation. The Supreme Court doesn't pass laws, ha ha ha, but they they do <laughs> knock down laws. Right. Um, but the but the idea here would be that the First Amendment would become basically whatever the Supreme Court says it is, as opposed to you get to say what you want without fear of government reprisal. So that would be my number one. Second Amendment, uh, well, I mean, there, there are a couple of First Amendment issues. That's one. Right. Uh, the, the, the other First Amendment issue that scares the living hell out of me uh, is, the, is the idea that, that private institutions can be forced to teach or accept same-sex marriage, and that would extend to religious institutions. Because I don't think they'll stop at Hobby Lobby. I think they'll come after your church. I think they'll come after 501c3s. Right. I think they'll come after parents who refuse to. Well, they've done that. They've done that, and they're doing that in Canada. I don't know if you saw this. This yep. Uh, yep. just this week, the uh, the ban on anti-transgender propaganda in Canada. Yeah, and then they'll they'll move in that direction. So that that scares the hell out of me. And they don't uh, define obviously. what's propaganda. I think propaganda is well, if you believe that sex is biological. That's hate, hateful propaganda. That's right, the science problem. is propaganda. Science right. is propaganda. And, and yeah, so I think they'll move in that direction. I think that they'll move in direction of striking down the Second Amendment and declaring mm-hmm. that it's not an individual right. It's a communal right, but only under the auspices of government, which means that it doesn't exist, right? There's no such right. Although, let the, I mean, the, on the Second Amendment one, try, come down to where you live. I mean, in California, they, they would actually try and knock down doors and take guns, yeah. even though there are literally millions of guns here. It, try that in Texas and... 
things are going to get real. You know, that's that's not yeah. that's not something Texans take particularly. Lightly. No, I've and openly said that where people because I was talking with Courtney about this. We say, well, we were kind of looking at the ranchers in Oregon, saying, okay, and I said, okay, what does it take for me to actually say, okay, time for some kind of violent insurrection? Maybe there's something else before this, but I am willing to say definitively, if they try and come to take my firearms from my home that I already own. That to me is violent militia time. Yeah, I mean these are these are all. I mean we're getting real close to the borderline of of what people find is their final line before violent insurrection. Right. I mean, if somebody says to me, "I can't raise my kid in the religious fashion that I choose," and the government's going to come and try and do something to or with my kid, that you know that's that that is that you're generations generations of religious people have died in order to protect the right to 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 educate their children in their religious faith, and that's not going to stop just because Hillary Clinton wants something different. So right. yeah, that scares me. Uh, I think that, that Hillary Clinton would expand the power of eminent domain even further than it currently is, which is hard to believe, but she would. She would nationalize industry, and the Supreme Court would probably go along with it. Uh, the Supreme Court clearly would look at, at all of the, the right-to-work states and try to knock down uh, right-to-work laws. So it, it would be a disaster. I mean, right. when, when, I, when, when I say I'm never Trump, I'm not minimizing how bad Hillary Clinton's going to be. I think Hillary Clinton is a full-scale disaster. I think that Trump is probably going to be a slightly lesser disaster as president than Hillary Clinton. My fear is that Trump, in the process, turns the Republican Party, the only vehicle for natural restoration of constitutionalism in the country, into the Trump Party, which means that we basically, if, if we're moving toward the cliff, as I've said, at 70 miles an hour right now, and Hillary escalates that to 90 miles per hour, and Trump escalates it to 75 miles per hour, but in the process rips out the reverse gear, then it doesn't really matter very much. I mean, we're going to hit the cliff so even with the, even with the list that he's provided right now and, and everything that you just kind of mentioned as your concerns, you, you still wouldn't you don't think it's enough at all to go okay well under when the reality of Hillary Clinton sets in to to pull the lever for Trump. Well, I, so so here's sort of my feeling. I, I totally understand. I really do. There are people like Dennis Prager who I respect who says you know he's he's horrible. I have to vote for him anyway. Bobby Jindal makes this argument. He's right. horrible. I have to vote for him anyway. Yeah, That's I think both are I tenable can... positions, and I've said right. that. I totally agree. Totally agree. This is a tenable position. You know, I, I think that the stop Hillary argument. It's it's not, in my view, the strongest argument, but it is a viable argument. The reason that I don't believe it is because I don't believe Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is an authoritarian. I think his 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 lies about what he would do with the Supreme Court are just that. Um, I. I I wrote a piece for National Review last week where I said, here's what Trump needs to do. And it was really two elements. One is sign yourself on to conservatism. And two was prove to me that you're credible. And he's making some moves in that direction in the, in the signing on to conservatism realm, although obviously this is the same Donald Trump who said two days ago that he is averse to North Carolina's transgender bathroom law, right? That, he's, right. that he thinks everybody basically should be able to go to the bathroom where they want and he's not against the government taking a role in that uh, and and but let's assume that let's assume he moves conservative although I, I would find that weird i don't think he's really going to do that in any heavy way i think this is a sop on an issue he doesn't really care about okay well before we go to the break because i want to stay on that and then we'll, yeah. we'll move on after what would he have to do to prove it like what's the, what's your barometer for him for you to say okay maybe he's conservative this consistently for the next six months right the, the supreme to, court to, thing continuing on this trail for six months Yes, and he okay. has to keep saying the same thing over and over, and he can't flip, and he can't change his position every five seconds. I don't think that's too much to ask because that's pretty much what I've asked of, of every candidate, right. except most candidates don't flip. So as then often you're not Trump. never Trump. You're never Trump as is, but you, you right. remain open to the possibility I, if you've set I these can, are the standards and if he proves himself. Correct. I can only evaluate Trump on the evidence that I've been presented. If right. the evidence changes, my opinion may change. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's why I've said that I can't go in for a hashtag because there are people who 
who don't have that train of thought where yeah, it's I even destroy the system because of the Trump thing. So, no, I think I think you're right on the money. Ben Shapiro, uh, Daily Wire, listen to his podcast. And we will bring him back after the break. Yeah, we have, to, we have to go to a break. Oh, my gosh, this show's going by so quickly. Louder with Crider. Stay tuned or don't. This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Harry Matheson. As we keep you updated on the developing story of a recent rash of assassination attempts on NBA Players Live, we now have word that Shaquille O'Neal is holed up in his Los Angeles compound. The suspicious string of tragedies began when a pipe bomb went off at the NBA All-Star Game. Thought to be at the center of the controversy is the famous Santelli crime family from Chicago. Fortunately, due to the player's speed and agility, no one was severely injured. The story came to a crescendo last week when LeBron James narrowly avoided an aquatic fate off the PCH amidst a high-speed car chase. Oh, we are now getting reports. Unconfirmed reports that Shaquille O'Neal is deceased amidst a blaze of gunfire glory in his Los Angeles compound. Shaquille O'Neal has been confirmed dead. Also an organ donor, which is emblematic of the beloved NBA star, or even amidst his final action, he has given back to the fans who've loved him so dearly. Well, keep you abreast as this story unfolds. For breaking news on Louder with Fowler, I'm Perry Matheson. Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter. Follow me at S. Crowder. Louder with Crowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcatching device, youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder, or you can type in Stephen Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million plus fans or join the mailing list. There are so many ways for you to stay connected. You have no excuse. You have no excuse, just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle. You should be ashamed. Unless you're a lady, then you deserve a Get her a medal. Glad to be back. DailyWire.com, The Ben Shapiro Show, at Ben Shapiro on Twitter. Glad for him to be back with us. Okay, so I wanted to move on from the Trump thing because we can talk about this till we're blue in the face. Um, but I'm glad that you said... Or you, orange. Or Stop it! <laughs> I don't like the horrible jokes that are going on today. Um, but I'm glad that you said because that's me too. I've said, well, listen, I have to lay out standards and I have to be consistent. And if these are met, I can't just say never Trump, you know, trot out Mitt Romney. Um, yeah. And that's where the ha- anytime you get if the truth is anytime you get into a hashtag and you create joiners, whether it's Trump 2016 or I'm immediately uncomfortable. So I, I very rarely go in for any of those. Um, but uh, I, I think you're right. I think that's that's a, a, a pretty reasonable barometer. Yeah, I mean, and- the, the only reason I've said never Trump is because I feel like we should at least set a standard. You know, I said to, I, I had an hour long debate with Prager uh, on this particular subject. And, and what I said to him is, 
there has to be somebody on the right who you feel would be a better president than Hillary Clinton, but you wouldn't vote for just because you think they're a bad person or a person who is a threat to the, the things you believe in. And he acknowledged as much. I said, well, Trump has crossed that line for me. You know, if he steps back across that line, then we can talk about whether, you know, I would vote for him. Mm -hmm. I would if he steps back across that line. But it's it's a long haul for him. He's not he doesn't seem like the kind of as he said, he doesn't like to repent. He doesn't like to he doesn't like to repent mistakes. So the, right. the idea of Donald Trump doing an about face seems a little far fetched to me. It seems a little far fetched. I just uh, I'm always in the Supreme Court list. I was going, OK, that's a step in the right direction this week. So I have to try and sure. be fair because even long before, I mean, a lot of these other hosts uh, who are out there, I mean, we've made fun of Trump before he even announced his candidacy on this program just because for comedy, I was always, we just always thought it was funny. I've never been on the on the Trump train at all. From the, It was never like, well, maybe he's, I was like, no, 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 this is not the guy you want. But right. I still have to be consistent with it. No, with for it sure, for sure. And, and again, it's better that he releases a list like this than that he not release a list like this. I would just like to, you know, Hold them to it. Let's just hold them to it. I don't. I don't trust right. them. No, I, and I agree with you. And I think it's good that you do have something okay, tangible right now. Here's this list. We know. Okay, let's let's stick with this, and we can see if he's actually kept his word. Okay, so um, we have that going on. We have we have the Trump deal going on, and now you have congratulations. You've had uh, now how many? Do you have two? 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 Yeah, children? this is my second baby. Yeah, this, this one's a boy. Yeah, so I have a boy. girl who's who's about almost two and a half, and I have a, a boy who's let's see, ten days old, eleven days old. Yeah. Now, when the boy came out, did you burden him? by assigning a gender, or did you let him choose? Well, I mean, I, I let him choose, but he looked down and he said, oh, I'm a boy. Yeah. Well, he's very so vocal it, for it, a young child. He was. He was, he was quite vocal, actually. He was, he was actually screaming about it, believe it or not. And, uh, and at his circumcision, he was quite aware what sex he was, so... Yeah, there's that. I, I can imagine. Now you're going to have a bunch of people in the comments section talking about genital mutilation. Thank you, Ben. Thank yeah, you for lighting that, <laughs> that fireplace. They compare it to uh, the Islamic genital mutilation of women that guarantees they can have no sexual enjoyment whatsoever with uh, a little bit of skin there. Um, and I know even just commenting on that. Now we're going to have a bunch of comment sections. It's also, isn't it funny? The most discriminatory people on the planet, the most hateful propagandists are doctors in the, uh, the uh, pregnancy ward. Well, my, my favorite thing about the, about the left is that the same people who want to ban circumcision say insurance companies should be forced to pay for a man who wants to cut off his entire penis. Well, that's a good point. Um, a hateful one, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, or a dull point, depending on how you want to look at the, uh, the old wow. object. Well, well I, I, hope not a, I hope not a dull point. I mean, that would be a terrible way to do that surgery. <laughs> I think God. you meant dull point after the surgery. Dull was point down after. Not uh, a dull it. point used to perform the surgery. Oh, no. That's just oh, Lord. Wow. That's, that's what yeah. nightmares are made of. And at that point, if you say good point, you say dull point, we're, we're talking about the actual region, I would say well, open wound because that's really what you're talking about. The body tries yeah. to reclose yeah. it. Yeah, a giant just Did you know that, Ben? The body cavity. tries to close it as a wound? I did, I did know that, actually. Yes, yeah. because it turns out that that is not, in fact, a female genital. No, <laughs> no. And uh, unfortunately, you can never have an orgasm again. That's just absolute fact. Like, I think that's a big reason why the suicide rate isn't so much better. It's like, okay, I've got the, I've got the accoutrements. Of being a lady, it's like, oh, great, yeah. Now I finally get to, you know, fulfill. It's so this. cruel. It, God, these people are so cruel. I mean, what what they're willing to do in the name of of their their perverse view of gender identity. I mean, literally let mentally ill people mutilate themselves and not in any way make their lives better or less suicidal, just to prove a point. It's it's amazing. Well, let me ask it's you this: just imagine anything else, right? Whether it's it's um, any other kind of, I don't know if you want to say fetish or let's say mental condition that force you to do something drastic. Okay, so you're not transgender, but let's point point the situation. Ben, how do you think you would feel if you felt compelled to do something, you went through a transition, and then afterwards found out, by the way, you're never going to experience sexual pleasure again? 
Yeah, that would suck. That, that wouldn't be good. I think the suicide chances would go high even for Benny. Yeah, that is that is definitely true. Hey, listen, we Jews enjoy ourselves a good orgasm or two, and that's why we have kids, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah let's definitely. be real. That was the fun part. I would imagine Dennis Prager does because that guy always talks in the male female hour. I get borderline uncomfortable with the sexual <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, he's so smart, but he sounds like a dirty old man. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> It's true. You can't. Well, you can't deny it. Turn. That's a good turn. I did not see coming. <laughs> no, I love. That's the pleasure of louder with Crowder. You're just you're, you're heading along on that train track, and then suddenly you're running along like Harrison Ford with your with your feet shackled together, trying to jump into that ravine before the train hits. Yes, you. but it is true with Dennis. That's what I love about Dennis Prager. He'll talk. We've, we've talked about him. He'll mm-hmm. talk about things not just politics, but he'll talk about you know cultural cultural issues. issues. And he has a male female hour, and he'll just get like very blunt. Anytime an oh, older yeah, person gets very blunt on the sex stuff, I'm like, uh, uh, no. He talks about it the just... same way you do, except not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. It's right. funny to me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, uh, and it's funny when I met him in person for the first time. I remember, I remember feeling uncomfortable because I was like, don't think of that. Don't think of that. Don't think of that. And that was the immediate <laughs> thing that went into my mind at an event in Chicago. Um, that is great. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So little girl, little boy, and um, that, that'll, uh, two and a half years apart, that'll, that'll be fun. Have you noticed right uh, away inherent, even when they're, like, from when your little girl was, was only, uh, what are we, a couple weeks old now? 11, uh, yeah, a couple, a couple weeks old. Well, he's definitely more energetic. I mean, is he? We, we thought, well, yeah, when, when he was in the womb, we thought, this kid's going to be a hellion um, because he was kicking my wife a lot. Like, it, it, it's the coolest thing. You'll see when, when your wife is pregnant, it's the neatest thing in the world when you feel the baby kicking. It's, it's just amazing. And so, so the baby was kicking her from the inside, and he was kicking a lot harder than she did. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is just a second child thing because, you know, second right. kids sometimes are just hellions. And so uh, he came out, and he's, he's really calm. So it wasn't that. It's just he's a boy, and he kicks. I mean, he, he, was, he was kicking harder you know, months earlier than she was. And I have a feeling that once he, he's going to walk faster, he's going to crawl faster. He's, he's, he's going to be hard to keep up with for sure. Yeah. I can imagine. Well, he's going to, he's going to walk faster and crawl faster because he is a boy. And they're stronger. That's why women don't have to do pull-ups to get into the Marines. Ah. They don't need pull-ups. You got Chris Kyle (laughs) and you got a broad who had to do 10 female push-ups. Ben, where's the best place for people to find you, brother? Hey, check me out at Twitter at Ben Shapiro or go to dailywire.com. And uh, subscribe to our podcast as well. So Stephen's podcast is awesome, and you should check out Ben Shapiro's show. Uh, our podcast, too, is, uh, is similarly awesome. We do it every day, and it's always Exactly. Fun. His is daily, so it can help. If for people who listen, you need more than once a week. He I just, highly recommend the He just person. plugged our show on our show. He just plugged our own show on our show. Our show. That's, like a, that's like a show but plug then within a show plug. He slipped in his own show. We have to go to yeah, a break, don't we? We, do. we have very yeah. few seconds left. Ten seconds. All right. Both shows are good. Subscribe. Lotter with Crowder. Ben Shapiro, thank you. We will be back. Thanks so much. For breaking news, a ladder with Crawler. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to the Cleveland Clinic where the first successful penis transplant in the United States given to Thomas Manning has just been completed. Uh, his doctor is with him. Doctor, thank you for taking the time. Yes, we're, we're, we're very uh, glad to be here. Now, you were running out of time, and at the last minute we're fortunate enough for none other than Shaquille O'Neal, who was tragically lost this week, to be a perfect match for Thomas in this operation, correct? Yes, that's correct, and we're incredibly grateful to the O'Neal family, as the operation was a, uh, a 
a, a tremendous success. Um, if you allow me a moment, I can remove the bandages here. I don't see a problem with that on national television. Please do. As you can see, the uh, surgery was a tremendous success. Uh, the body accepted the transplant right away. That's fascinating. It sounds like it couldn't have gone better. Have there been, I have to ask, any adverse reactions? No, actually, which is what is so remarkable about this procedure. The body has accepted the transplant um, without any complications, and we've even begun to see some neurological function in the appendage. Well, that's fascinating. Now, have you seen any kind of adverse reactions? No, which is what's... Um, no, which is quite common with these procedures, but we haven't seen anything significant at all outside of some lower back pain, which is to be expected, and a somewhat surprising downward trend in free throw percentages. Outside of that, it's been a major success. Well, as to be expected, we'll keep you abreast as the story unfolds. For Louder with Crowder, I'm Perry Matheson. <laughs> Good to have some Electronica in the second hour. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Not Gay Jared. You can follow him on Twitter at Not Gay Jared. I fulfill my legal obligations. I don't care if you draw your own conclusions. So we'll have Paul Joseph Watson coming up afterward. I want to get to something right now that was just every now and then you have something that's just straight down center plate. Burlington College. <laughs> Burlington College. I was raised in Montreal. You say college, and you already kind of get a feeling for where the story's going. Yes. Just say the words. Not happy places. Well, their former president was Mrs. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Jane Sanders. Surprised she didn't keep her maiden name. Lucky kids. And she said over Burlington College. Little known fact about Burlington College, I, I was raised in Montreal, and so we used to see co commercials all the time for Burlington College. Come on down to Burlington College. Ba -da -ba 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 -ba. You know, those, those commercials. And, hey, you make friends. Learn. Get equipped. Anyway, uh, it's, no, it's no longer. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Sanders was its president. And due to the crushing debt, they had to close their doors. <laughs> Jane Sanders. So let me read this. At the end of 2010, Miss Sanders, and you can bring this up on the screen, took out $10 million in loans on behalf of Burlington College to purchase a 32-acre swath of land from the Roman Catholic... I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm not going to say it because I know I'm going to get... I know I'm going to get... Uh, <laughs> crucified. I'm going to get crucified with like Mitsu. Mitsu. The worst pink as a Canadian, too, is... is solace. Solace is hard. I'll, solace. I still often would say solace, mm. and it'll sound like soulless. Yeah. So I just avoid these words. It's, it's, it's a weird clear. hybrid sometimes, being French-Canadian but being English and American, and you learn, and I still put a dash through my seven. If you would have gone to Miss Bernie Sanders school, you probably would have, she would have straightened yeah. you out, I'm sure. Uh, land up for sale to cover the cost of a $17 million sexual abuse settlement. Well, of course you did, Janie. <laughs> As Heat Street reported last month, the college almost immediately fell short. <laughs> I love almost immediately fell short on its financial <laughs> obligations. As fundraising pledges and commitments, Miss Sanders cited in a loan agreement never materialized. Well, who'd have seen that one coming? Less than a year after Miss Sanders resigned, taking with her a $200,000 severance package. But I thought they didn't. They weren't part of the fat cats. You do realize 200000 severance package. You add that up with Bernie's salary. They're part of the 1%. Ooh. 
2014, because of its shaky finances and running deficits, Burlington College found itself placed on probation for two years. Anyways, it's done. Their financial hurdles have been officially declared insurmountable at this time. Now, is it fair? I know. Is it fair to tar and feather Bernie Sanders for the actions of his wife? Yes, entirely. It is completely fair because they both, when Bernie Sanders promises you free college, this is what he means. This is how they do it. This is the example. Unless Bernie Sanders wants to throw his wife under the bus and just, she has no idea how to do it. You know, fine. That's fine. Then he's just a horrible husband. He's probably that too. He's probably bad at everything, Bernie Sanders. The guy didn't hold a, guy didn't get a job until he was 40. Have you seen him hula hoop? Did he do hula hoop? I don't know, but I'm sure he's fantastic. I've got to imagine he's completely devoid of skill. When Bernie Sanders promises free health care, think Burlington College. When he promises more government benefits for everybody, I want you to think Burlington College. When Bernie Sanders promises you anything, I want you to think Burlington College. Here's something really funny, too. On Twitter, I was getting people, uh, when they were mad about communism, we talked about communism, they're going, well, it didn't work because you're talking about frac- you know, fractions European countries. Take the population of the United States and it can work. That's what a lot of people will say with free college. Add enough people. Here's the thing. It's actually the opposite. Something like free healthcare is much easier to implement in a place like Norway or Iceland, an almost entirely homogenous, very small population. It doesn't get easier when you get bigger and you introduce all different kinds of cultures and language barriers and 47% of people who don't pay any federal income tax. It doesn't get easier. Every study we have available to us, every measurable barometer that we have available to us, tells us that if something is financially insolvent on a small scale, the worst thing you can do is make it bigger, as it relates to government programs. That's not how it works. That's what they promise you. Add more people, add more money, and eventually it will work itself out. What is this? This math doesn't work. Ah, Let me throw a couple more trillion dollars at it. Oh, okay. So let's just picture Burlington College. I want you to picture, I want you to think of Burlington College. Every time the Sanderses or Hillary Clinton promise you everything, think of Burlington College. Now think of Burlington T- College uh, plus $18 trillion in debt. Tell me if that makes you sleep any easier. I, my answer is kind of rhetorical. I don't. No. I, some would say I sleep poorly. Poorly. If I think of that. Poorly. Good choice of words. When you're worried and you can't sleep, don't count debt. Don't count the deficit. It doesn't work. And it's, it's an exercise in futility, because once you think you're done counting it, there's another trillion on, added on top of it. And I don't know, numbers past 10. But no one else was covering this. No one else from the leftist media, they weren't really covering the Burlington College went under. And that, to me, is just so pivotal. Here's the perfect microcosm of how it works. Also, we know that Bernie Sanders is part of the one, the Sanders is, 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 are part of the 1%. Okay, so tweet me at IceCrider what you think about that. Is it fair to say that this is a relatively accurate representation of what Bernie Sanders would do with college? I say yes. You may say his wife is a stinky wench, and it's not fair to lump them in together. Jared, we have a video to play. This played, and we will have Paul Joseph Watson um, on, uh, not next segment, the segment afterward. This was uh, on Twitter. I guess it's not necessarily new, but it finally made the rounds. So this Mm -hmm. is actually a hate crime, and we're against hate crimes here at Ladder with Crowder, racially motivated crimes. No one should be targeted or specifically physically harmed simply because of their race. And so, listen, we'll we'll, we'll give this one to you. Abhorrent, just repugnant behavior. Jared, roll clip. Wait a second. That's not Blake Lively. No, watch keep your name in my mouth, but you spoke your skin tone. You're gonna watch the you talk to Wait, hold on. Hold on. You're gonna have to hit the dump button way too much for radio. 
When I read this and it was, remember your effing skin tone, I really didn't expect this. No. I did not, this, I did not see this coming. No, not at all. Now, let's contrast that with the outrage over Blake Lively saying Oakland booty or anything. It doesn't have to be Blake Lively. I get that she's a celebrity. Any kind of misspeaking. Picture Trickly Puff. Picture people who get mad when I say Muhammad is a terrorist, right? That requires that I be banned and trotted out to UMass and forced Guy to Guy was apologize. a real douche. Muhammad was a real douche. Versus somebody beating the ever-loving hell out of someone and tell You're like, well, what, what motivated this? Let me see this, detective. What motivated this? Well, she did say what's motivating me is your skin tone. She did say I'm beating you because of your skin tone. That does seem to be uh, a lead. <laughs> Some detectives, some detectives may jump at that uh, that little puzzle piece there. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't have any leads. We, really, detective? No, well, there's the one thing. What she said: mind your effing skin tone. And then she hit her some more, and she talked about her skin tone. She, she, might, some could say she almost seemed aggravated <laughs> by your skin tone. Almost like this, this, this uh, beating was like she was disappointed. By the hue. One could argue, it might have even been racially motivated. Now, I know it, it, it gets old when people, it's just too easy shooting fish in a barrel where everything is about, you know, you could pick the racism where it's not white people and some people make their living off of that. We don't do it super often. But this is one where I'm wondering when all week long I'm reading at HuffPo, I'm reading at Salon and Protection of Pedophiles, I'm reading about um, just, oh, one thing too, uh, um, disability so white. They were writing about how even if you're disabled, your white privilege it's not negated because you're disabled. You're still privileged because you're white. And it was talking about how racism, I think I have this actually. Let me see. I think it was liberal lunacy. Yes. Who came on the show, of course, our, our resident, uh, our resident gimp. Disability to white calls out media for not depicting disabled POC. POC means people of color, just so you know now. What is racist is colored people. Colored people. People of color is correct. And it was talking about how they aren't accurately represented. Look, they're all white people. Listen. At a certain point, you don't have a lot, a huge portion of the population who are disabled, okay? And you don't have a huge portion of the population who are black. At a certain point, you're all about intersectionality. There just aren't enough black disabled people who want to be on your leftist blog. That's what it is. They could have at least thrown a little trooper in there, I thought, though. Could have thrown a little trooper in there, but I don't think you're allowed to say that's a disability. That's not nice. Don't make fun of midgets. We're going to get, uh, get emails from the Midget Guild. My, uh, my feed hasn't been coming through lately. I have been can't keep up with the, uh, the hate crime memos. This is another thing. Look, they're all mad that they happen to portray disabled people as, as, as white. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. Bring up this image. Look at that privilege. Look at that privilege. Look at that. They're going to sit here and complain for those who are listening. They're talking about racism and how white people are often portrayed in ads regarding disability people. And look at this privilege. And they're showing a lady with a flipper. And they're trying to tell you that she's still white, so she still benefits. Am I supposed to believe that she benefits more than anyone who's not white? Is that the white privilege? Or am I just supposed to believe that she somehow benefits more because she's not a black disabled person? By the way, you want to talk about something? People aren't going to like this. The Paralympics, we talked about that last week. I got an email as to how they selected the Paralympics. I stand corrected. Really? But all of a sudden, in the 100-meter wheel, it's not all black people. Oh, how the tables have turned. So this is something going on. My point with this beating that takes place is you contrast it with the outrage over Oakland booty. You contrast it with the outrage over disability so white. You contrast it with the feminist outrage over using rational thought. And there is no consistency. And I hate it when the right does this as well. I hate it when anybody... Now, the right doesn't do it nearly as often as the left. But sometimes you see it where they get outraged. Of, how dare you say this about Trump? Or how dare you say this about Cruz? Uh, no, listen. Stop being offended and stop being inconsistent. Okay? 
Let people live their lives. I don't care if you're white, black, you have a flipper, you're a midget, you're a gimp. Nobody cares. Well, some people care. Some people have fetishes for that. You can get on a webcam, make a lot of money. I saw one girl who was 400 pounds. All she did was eat fast food. She made six figures. I don't have that privilege. No one's going to pay six figures to watch me eat on a webcam. And Salon with the pedophile. I, I'm trying to find the right segment to get in this. This is the third time with Salon's pedophile, where they did an interview, a video interview with this man claiming to not be a monster. He has groomed and molested children. Whatever you, everything that you've been accused of saying, thinking, well, maybe Marxism is at the root of socialism. No, 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 no. It is now. We see. Well, it's a slippery slope. What about pedophilia? How dare you, sir? Well, here we are with pedophilia. Well, uh, it, it, it's, it's just never ending. It never stops. And if you contrast and you look at these issues, just I want you to do me a favor. HuffPo, read it every day and just contrast it where their outrage lies. We'll be back, Ladder with Crowder, with more. And now for a message from Paco, the friendly homophobe. That's me. You see? In America, there are people who are very upset all the time, and they get mad and they fight at each other. Now over the feminism and over the bathroom for the guy with who's not a girl but who's want to be a girl, and it's make lots of trouble for people who want to be in the country that we not have in Mexico. And this problem, a lot of them, even though I know it is because you are born that way, but it's make more problem. Because you are not straight. Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter at S Crowder. Where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat sports illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free. You get to be entertained and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough. And I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine. To have your tweet to me or not gay Jared included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter at S Crowder. If not, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but Oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead. Well, you kind of walked into it. I wasn't paying attention to you, not gay, Jared. We are back. Paul Joseph Watson after the break. I wanted to get to the poll. Oh, okay. Most people said racist. Most people think a silverback gorilla would beat a grizzly bear, but it's almost evenly split. 23 versus 26%. 51% just say racist. That's to be expected. Racist. We have to stop providing racist, those answers as an option because I feel like they skew the they, polls. They may. They may. We should, we should take a poll and ask them if it, if it skews the poll. Well. Poll the poll. The pedophile thing. I just don't know if I have enough time to get into the pedophile deal. I really just don't know. We, we wrote about this. Uh, our good friend Reginald helped us do some research. I'm amazed that Salon doesn't do any research. This is someone who said he would never touch a kid. We found out that he did. 
We wrote about it. He talked about grooming a girl, used this coded language. We went through his message board posts. And they're still posting demanding that you don't treat pedophiles as monsters. No, here's the thing. You're a pedophile, you're a monster. There's a certain level of lifestyle choices with which I'm no longer comfortable or tolerant at all. At all. You like getting sexual with children, you're gone. You're out of the village. You come back in, you're shot, and you're escorted from the village. Preferably deceased. It seems reasonable. Assuming room temperature. Six feet under. Dead. We don't want those organ donors. You don't want that transplant. No. Something else I wanted to talk about. Let me go macro with you a little bit. Uh, it is no secret. Listen, I'm a Christian conservative. I've never run from it. I, I'm more of a federalist, constitutionalist. Uh, we try to present reasoned arguments here. I don't really sit here and, and why is that so? Because I believe God said it so. We, that's not what we do. One thing I will say, and I was talking with Not Gay Jared about this. I find myself having less and less in common with young Christians. And if you look right now at sort of the people, the anti-authoritarian movement, um, I find myself having a lot more in common with many atheists. Now, let me, let me, there's a caveat here. That's because a lot of young Christians now, and people who are older Christians who listen to the show, you need to understand, they've been co-opted by the social justice left. A lot of young Christians, you know this, Jared, you've talked about this, mm -hmm. they think Bernie is nice, socialism is nice, uh, we just need to be accepting of everything. So, gay, LGBTQ, AAIP. You see this more in churches. Hashtag feel the feels. Hashtag feel the feels. You see this more in churches than you do in a lot of any kind of critical thinking group on campus. I go to my church, and it's, it astounds me how many Bernie stickers I see in the parking lot. Right. And kind of just kind of, it's, it's a very young church, a lot of young people. So. Yeah. And, and, and it is a problem. You don't, you don't have that with older people. So there has been a real flip. Because for a long time, and you know, I've been on, on, on YouTube and doing things online for years, where it was just a, a witch hunt, right? These same atheists who now fight on the side of freedom of speech but consider themselves liberals, we'll get that in, into that in a second, were just out there attacking Christians with torches and pitchforks. The Tea Party is racist. And now they're furious that everything is racist, sexist, homophobic. That's a social justice left. These people consider themselves liberals. But they're frustrated with the social justice left. Here's something that I hope these atheists understand. Because we have a lot of atheists who watch this show. Um, know who your allies are. This is important. Because if you want to destroy, long before you came out and, and you decided you, want to you wanted to fight the left, the biggest block of people who were doing it and still the biggest block of people who are doing it are, are, is the religious right, who you so vilified. Now I'm talking about older Christians, baby boomers. They have consistently been on the side of freedom of speech. Now I know you can go back to focus on the family and that kind of stuff where they tried to ban some TV shows. Not really, and a big part of that was spearheaded by Tipper Gore, of all people, okay? It wasn't necessarily a Christian thing, and it wasn't necessarily a right-wing thing. But if you look at South Park, uh, Christians didn't try and ban it. They wanted it on at a later time. So if you're an atheist, and I know you've read a Hitchens book, and so you think you have a corner on it. Listen, <laughs> just because someone happens to believe in God, even if they're not a Christian, don't. first off, both are tenable positions. You can be an atheist and be incredibly brilliant. And there are plenty of some of the most intelligent people throughout all of history have been Christians. Both are tenable positions. Okay, you have to accept that and say, you may disagree, but again, if you can't explain, if you're not willing to get on with somebody uh, who is a Christian apologist and debate with them, you're really not in a position to call all Christians idiots. Just like I'm not, in a, that's why I don't call all atheists idiots. I never have. So that should be, I think that's a respectable barometer. If you're not willing to personally get up and think that you can prove your case against someone who is of a respectable credibility in that argument, I'm not saying that you can't hold your belief, just don't assume they're all idiots. And it is important for these atheists right now who can fancy themselves classical liberals, which, by the way, if you believe in a progressive tax, um, you lose your right to, to bitch about freedom. Sorry. 
if you believe in a progressive tax and limiting limiting access to firearms, you, you, you lose your, your leg to stand on. You cannot. You cannot say, I'm a liberal, but I hate social justice warriors, but I believe in economic authoritarianism, and I believe in, you know, people shouldn't be able to have guns. No, you're not. You're doing exactly what the left, what the left does. You're completely abandoning reason and any kind of a baseline. You're so far off from the weeds, you don't know how to get back to your path, okay? So you cannot, you cannot claim to be an anti-authoritarian and demand economic authoritarianism. And then I love how the liberals, they just want to smoke pot, right? That's where they change. Like, well, what gives you the right, man? I want to smoke pot. You want to take more than half I earn because I work 14 hours a day and I'm successful. Don't talk to me about rights. You want to take away my revolver because you don't like that I have it. But you it's just really wanna, cool. Maybe that's why they want it. You just want to smoke weed. Anyways, what I want is for these atheists who've come into the fold recently. And we, like I'm saying, we have a lot more in common than I do with a lot of young Christians. I fully admit that because of this Bernie co-opting and feels overthinking. Understand that it's not a few people on YouTube on the internet. It's not a few atheists on Twitter. The single biggest block, and I mean by a very large margin, of people who are fighting to defend, to defend freedom of speech at a legislative and a cultural level at this point, it's not even close, are still conservative Christians who you vilified for years. So, you may not like the fact that they believe Jesus was a historical figure. You may not like the fact that they pray to a spaghetti monster. I've heard that one too. But understand, to take a quote from Officer Leahy, the double-barreled, hair-trigger, social justice crap machine gun you are looking down right now. And the only way that you have any reasonable chance of stopping this, of cutting it off at the pass, is by saying, all right, I disagree with Christians, and Christians saying, all right, I disagree with atheists, but we agree on freedom of speech. We agree on the right to, to, to be autonomous as a human being. Because I see this a lot, and you'll see people, they agree, they go, man, freedom of speech is really important. Yeah, and then a guy goes, hey, I'm at church. Oh, I, I lost all respect for you. Or vice versa. <laughs> if you understand the fight that you are in, listen. And yeah, we can talk about spirituality. We'll do that when we start doing extended shows. That's fine. That's not what this show is about. But if you're just talking in the purely physical level right now, how bad things can get. You look at Mizzou, you look at these Marx videos being forwarded, you look at pedophiles on Salon. You've got to pick your battles. And at this point, there are a few fundamentals we need to agree on, and let's focus on that, because my God, my mic could be pulled off right now. Zuckerberg could, could come in and pull it. That's how dangerous this is. You're just sitting there. You're just, you're just, you're just fiddling with yourself. You're not even paying attention. All right, Paul Joseph Watson, so Jared can take a break. Stay tuned. And now for a message from Paco, the friendly homophobe. That's me. And can I top that water up for you, Mr. Jimenez? No, thank you. I'm not comfortable with you touching my water. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Has my service not been at a level that's satisfactory? No, your service has been great. I don't understand the problem. I just see the reason I am very uncomfortable with you touching my food or around my children even though you do seem like a very nice man, is because you are not strange. Oh, 
hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 ball Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lau, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. I just had to get that dance out for me because we have this next guest and we need to get in professional out. mode. I'm glad it, we got the wiggles out. Got you out. know him. Everyone knows him. You can follow him on Twitter at Prison Planet. Glad to have him with us. Paul Joseph Watson, thank you for being here, sir. Hi, Stephen. Good to be back. No, I'm glad to have you. You know, when I tweeted out that this program, Ben Shapiro, was going to be on and you, and I think people thought it, you were both going to be on together, and there was <laughs> like a civil war on Twitter, you and Ben don't, you and Ben are fine, right? I mean, we're fine. I don't. He probably wouldn't agree to be on with me, to be honest. I mean, he was on Piers Morgan immediately after the Alex Jones thing, so oh, okay. I haven't attacked him at all. So I haven't got any problem with him. But, well, well no, he agreed to come on with with Milo. I think he's a. Uh, I, you know, yeah. I know there have been some some splits. Okay, let's start off with that. Doesn't it just kind of seem silly? You've been in this for a long time. How um, you've been pretty reasoned in your approach to Trump. I remember you talking on Ruben saying he wasn't even necessarily your guy, but you understood yeah. the value in what he did. So someone like you, do, do you get a little bit exasperated with the absolute destruction of conservatives over the Trump thing right now when we are looking down a double-barreled, hair-trigger, social justice machine gun? I think there's a level of hypocrisy there whereby, you know, you have a lot of these conservatives, these more establishment types, and people who say that, you know, sticking to the Constitution. But, I mean, they sat back for eight years of Bush, and he wasn't exactly aligned with the Constitution with a lot of things he did. And there was no you know, there was no revolt within the conservative movement really against Bush until very late on with the, the Tea Party, which actually right. sprang up, you know, just after he'd left office. So, again, Trump, Trump's policies, do they even really matter at this point? Do people really believe that he's going to build the wall, that he's going to place this temporary ban on Muslims? I don't think that is what is actually driving Trump's support. It's just no. the fact that... He's a figurehead. Well, I, you know, I get all that, I, but I'm saying should should conservatives and Republicans be like, it was just startling the reaction, like, oh, hopefully Ben Shapiro and Paul Joseph Watson destroy each other. I'm going, hold on a second. We're, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have probably like D.L. Hughley on next week. Save your anger for him. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's, it's really in our interest to go and destroy each other. We don't want to be feeding on each other like piranhas, right. like social justice warriors do, like, you know, actual classical liberals who stand up, you know, like J.K. Rowling, you wrote an article about that. She said, yes. my freedom of speech rests on the freedom to call Donald Trump a bigot, and he has to have his freedom 
to say what he likes. She's going to get attacked by the left wing, no right. doubt, for making those comments. So, yeah, we don't have to behave like extreme leftists. We can have differences of opinion and right. still remain cordial and not have this complete meltdown, which a lot of people seem to want because they're after this whole WWE spectacle where it's, you know, a, a, a wrestling match or a boxing match or whatever. Well, speaking but, you know, of which, room for disagreement. Bernie voters, Bernie Sanders, this has been going on this week, uh, a little bit of a violent bunch. Now, I've known this for a while because of the influence of big unions, and I went down to the Bernie rally, and, and, and I've listened to the rhetoric, but it seems like even the media now, they're kind of where I think the Republican Party is with, with, with Trump, and that they've resigned themselves to, okay, it's Hillary, and so now they have to acknowledge some of the glaring problems with Bernie voters, um, that they're violent <laughs> inherently. Um, did that come as a surprise to you? Have you been reading up on that this week? Well, it's how could they think that Bernie Sanders supporters weren't violent? Obviously, right at the start of this. But as he said, you could take that back to the Occupy Wall Street movement. Right. If you actually went out on the streets and asked those people how they intend to implement what they're calling for, if you go far enough down the rabbit trail, it's by force at gunpoint this yes. is what these people believe they're they're violent radicals if they were around in the 70s they would have supported the weathermen so it comes as no great surprise but of course right from the beginning several months back this whole narrative was trump is responsible for the violence at trump rallies despite the fact that all the video footage and evidence shows and it has done in the in the following few weeks and months that Bernie Sanders supporters were responsible for the unrest, you know, right. punching Trump supporters in the face, spitting in their face, even punching police horses. We had numerous incidents. Wait, oh, they punched a horse? Was that on camera? Because that would get in, liberals mad. Yeah, in New York. And be hilarious. How do you punch that, a that horse? <laughs> Where did yeah, they punch she a horse? So triggered. She just lashed out at this police horse. It was amazing. Did it punch the horse in the face? Or was it like a was it a body shot going like a kid? No, it punch? was in the face. How it's do you punch video. a horse in the face? It's like punching a wall. Oh. Exactly. That's they'll horrible. punch anything they'll punch anything that doesn't support Bernie Sanders. But we said from the start, these are the violent individuals. Why isn't the mainstream media talking about it? Right. So as soon as Trump secures the nomination, the media is, well, now we need to rally around Hillary to fend off this Bernie threat. And so they've been attacking Trump supporters, whether you support Trump or not, they've been violently attacking Trump supporters for months. Right. The very first time that anger, that violence is aimed at Democrats, suddenly the Democratic establishment is really concerned about it and the mainstream media dares draw attention to it. Right. And it was in the Sacramento Bee today, but even in the very first paragraph of that article, they still described it as Trump-like violence. <laughs> Trump-like so violence. Punch. Yeah. Yeah. Punching a horse. She could have confused it for another feminist. Just thought it was like a it could have been a, a scuffle over a little Debbie. You never know. I want to give her the benefit of the benefit doubt. Benefit doubt is, is earned. Innocent there. until proven guilty. It, it is true, and that is one thing. Listen, I mean, anyone who watched the show knows I'm not a Trump guy. Uh, I like you said. I don't. I don't trust him. Uh, I saw a Supreme Court list. We've talked about that. I think it's pretty good. You know, my issue is, do I think he'll pull from that list? Well. If he does, great. So I'm trying to be fair, but I have no real reason to believe um, that what he's saying today will be the same tomorrow. And I think that's reasonable. That being said, I was the first to say, no, 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 no. This is where everyone has to defend Donald Trump when it comes to violent protests like we saw in Chicago, when it comes to banning him from the UK. And so I think ultimately in being a bombastic dick, he's a great unifier in that sense for people who support free speech. Well, exactly. He's he's a lightning rod, isn't he? I mean, 
an American, the American political system hasn't seen a figure like him for decades, if ever. So that's where his support is coming from. It's not really about his policies. If he actually plans to follow through on them, it never has been. But, but yeah, this media narrative ran for months. I mean, we had quite prominent rappers releasing videos and uh, singles, you know, kill Trump, take him out, fill him with hollow point bullets. Those songs were celebrated by the music media as, quote, viral protest songs. Right. People on Twitter, assassinate Trump, assassinate Trump. The guy running up on stage trying to attack him. We were saying all along, look, whoever you support, this is unacceptable. Why is the media propping this up? You know, the same as they propped up the riots in Ferguson. As right. soon as it turns against them, now they're all panicking. Now Feinstein is out on CNN saying it's going to be like Chicago in 68. So... I mean, it's hilarious for me to see, to, for them pre to pretend that they've only just figured this out, that Bernie right. Sanders supporters are violent. No, you're absolutely right. Cher was tweeting out about, oh, getting threats from Bernie voters because <laughs> she's Mrs. Hillary. And she was the one. Remember, remember the Cher fans, not gay, Jared? They were the worst. If you have never, if you think like angry Muslims or angry hipsters or any, any faction is more aggressive than queer share fans you do not know how angry social media can get <laughs> they came after us I remember for, for a meme it was for a meme it was I think. for a meme about her talking about the islam thing she made some stupid quote really about islam. stupid tweet or something like that we just kind of capitalized on it and, and they, they were, were savage just, remember that guy you sent us the share wall he yeah, had like, like a, a shrine. Wall. Sorry, Paul. It was like a whole wall. Like this, his rebuttal was like, "Why would you say this about the Queen?" And he sent us a picture of an entire shrine of share. Um, <laughs> so this is this is how they argue. Yeah, you're you're right. And I think the media has known this for a while with the Bernie situation. You know, the Karl Marx video that we've released this week talks about just that. And we talked about it when we wrote about it when that story broke. At the end of the day. You know, capitalism, free enterprise, at its absolute worst, can only function through voluntary transaction. It has to. Um, socialism, big government, can only function through coercion at gunpoint. It has to. So when people are, when they're saying the people's revolution, make the rich pay their fair share, what they're really saying is, if that guy doesn't do exactly what I want him to do, send in the guys with guns to put him in jail. And when you follow it down that logic trail... Well, of course, Occupy. Well, of course, Black Lives Matter. Well, of course, Bernie protests. Well, of course, Woodstock. They've always been violent and disruptive. It's, it's the rule, not the exception. So then it comes down to, do we believe that the left, the leftist media is ignorant or are they complicit and, and they're politically expedient? I think that's the question it comes down to, right? Well, for me, they're complicit. I mean, Time sure. Magazine, you know, in defense of looting. We saw that throughout yes. the Ferguson uprising. You know, you can take it back to the 70s. You had Larry Grathwall, the FBI agent who was tasked with infiltrating the weather underground. He was he was asked, you know, what were they talking about in these secret meetings? Well, they said, if the Americans resist, if the conservatives, if the pro-capitalists resist, what will you do? Well, we'll take them to re-education camps. But what will you do if they still don't conform? Well, we'll just kill them. And that extreme leftist violent fringe has been around since there's been a leftist movement in the United States. And, you know, a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters are just hipsters, just trying to be well-meaning liberals. But there is that contingent, and it's the most militant, the most vocal, that does have this propensity to violence. And as you said, it goes back to they believe that their ideas should be enforced by coercion, by the state, and ultimately by violence. So it's no surprise that we've seen that. Well, it's so funny. We were talking about this, and it's in this this uh, Karl Marx. I'll send it to you. Karl Marx rebuttal video that... Um goes up this week. It's There's this Karl Marx video that's gone around, and it's seen this huge resurgence. It was uploaded in 2014, right? Not gay, Jared? 2014. I think so, yeah. And it was actually your little brother who said, can you do a rebuttal to this? Because they're showing it Everyone's in schools. Everyone's talking about it. And if you go to yeah. the comment section, 
it's nothing but Bernie people, right? And these are the same people who get furious at people like you and I and say, don't conflate communism and democratic socialism. But you're the one who's sending around the Karl Marx video talking about how he was a, you know, it's the exact same people. At the end of the day, if you look at Karl Marx and what he believed, it's not far from Bernie Sanders at all. Um, and of course, people can say whatever they want. It's a violent ideology. Karl Marx was it needs to be implemented by force and violence. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm astounded that this is a surprise to anybody. Um, and you can't protect yourself in, in, out there in Europe. No, and um, remember the, the Bernie Sanders campaign tried to clamp down on those those T-shirts that they created with his face and, you right. know, Stalin, oh, yeah. the hammer and sickle. They tried to clamp down on that. So they've obviously been concerned about the comparisons from the start. But again, it, it's, it's this media response to what happened in Nevada. The Sacramento Bee article, their subheadline is, in Nevada, Trump-like anger boils over at state convention. And again, in the first paragraph, they say that Democrats don't want to admit it, but Trump isn't the only presidential candidate recklessly courting an angry mob. Yeah. So they can't get past the subheadline <laughs> in the first paragraph without blaming what Bernie Sanders supporters did, not even at a Trump event, on Donald Trump. Right. So still they can't seem to let go of that narrative. But I mean, I asked the question on Twitter earlier today, could the Trump card, no pun intended, be you know, Hillary picking Bernie as her VP. I resent that. Made, that yeah. pun was entirely intended. Don't you try and pull that. <laughs> but he's he's made positive noises quite recently, actually, over becoming her VP. And people were like, well, no, he would never compromise his beliefs to do that. I reckon he would. I reckon he would say, well, we can still have an influence. And then, of course, that would allow Hillary to get this mass of voters, the majority of whom said they would rather vote for Trump than Hillary, whether they're actually going to do that, I don't really believe so, but no. that would allow Hillary, Hillary to corral this huge mob of voters around her cause and you know, help her defeat Trump. So I, don't, I think that's still not out of the equation. Uh, I think it is. I think it is just because Bernie doesn't carry any states and he's a 102-year-old uh, socialist Jewish man. <laughs> so I th he's got I a lot of energy. He was 101 nice. last week. That's crazy. It's 101. Last yeah, week, just last 101. week. Uh, well, by the way, well, we have to go to a break, so we'll bring him back. But uh, you read about the Burlington College, right? When, when is, is going under because of his wife? No, what's that? Oh, okay. We'll have to talk about that when you come back to the break. I was raised in Montreal, so right north of the border from Burlington, Bernie Sanders territory. Oh, you're going to love this. You are going to love this, Paul. Paul Joseph Watson at Prison Planet. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Louder with Crowder Guitar Riff. Greetings, America. Hopper here, continuing my campaign and delivering on my promises of no more pandering demagoguery or division in a country that has experienced it long enough. I want to answer some questions that I have received in the recent weeks announcing my campaign. Most notably has been a consistent question regarding my stance on cheese. Now, many of you are confused as to whether I am using the word cheeses in uh, meaning the plural of all the delicious cheese or referring to cheese its 
the snacks covered in salt that Americans have come to love. My answer depends on where you line up. I, I ran a Twitter poll. Uh, half of you prefer cheeses or cheeses. And I can be a president for all dog kind and humankind, both the lovers of cheeses and cheeses. So long as we hate the squirrels, which will be my next uh, PSA, I'm gonna expand on that platform. Tweet your support with hashtag #FieldHopper. Crowder here. Hey, Jared, what are you doing? Ah, I'm just having trouble getting through this book. That's because you can't read. I know! You should have used Freedom Project Academy. Freedom what? Yeah, Freedom Project Academy. Just go to fpeusa.org. It's a fully accredited private online school, no common core, and absolutely no government funding whatsoever. All the classes are taught live online, kindergarten through high school, with real teachers based around the country. So through Freedom Project's classical curriculum, students master the basics like math, English, history, science, uh, alongside some more commonly neglected courses like logic. You're not getting that in a lot of schools. Economics, American studies, and Latin, all of which foster the long-lost art of critical thinking and create leaders for tomorrow. All classes are recorded to be viewed 24-7, and you can get your very own sneak peek of any class or professor at fpeusa.org. Open enrollment runs March through July, but classes always fill up fast. Now, do you have your GED equivalency, Jared? No, is that important? I think so. I mean, you might want to give them a call. That's Freedom Project Academy at fpeusa.org. When it's time to party, we will party hard. Glad to be back. Having a party in studio. Glad with this next guest. I'm so I always get excited when I can reveal to them a story. Kaboom! Not a lot of places covered this. We covered it at Ladder with Crowder.com. You can follow all of his wonderful stories <laughs> following him at Prison Planet. Paul Joseph Watson. Okay, so before the break, you didn't cheat and go Google this, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. You never know. Sometimes that, that'll happen. We had uh, what was his name? That uh, that. Little little gay guy who was debating Harrison Greenbaum. Oh yeah, he was like googling stuff. He was like googling stuff. Like, like, well, like, I, I think this is I'm really sure. Oh well, just Google just says top yes. top search. Yes. Uh, okay. So Burlington <laughs> College is in Vermont, and we used to see the commercials when I was raised in Montreal. You know, come to Burlington College, a, a local college. Jane Sanders was the president of Burlington College, or dean, president, anyway, in a position of authority where she was in charge of the finances. So uh, she incurred a lot of debt. Long story short, Burlington, Burlington is closing its doors. Burlington College, under the tutelage of no more. Jane Sanders, they have no more money. It's run out. So when Bernie Sanders says free college for everybody, we have the blueprint. It's what his wife did at Burlington College, which is no more. How perfect <laughs> is that? Well, I mean, we see that in the United Kingdom, people campaigning all the, all the time for free college tuition. Well, who's going to pay for it? They don't even make the connection that taxpayers are going to pay for it. And, of course, that's not their immediate concern because they're not too into employment, so they don't really <laughs> care about that. But, you know, it's like, you know, Missouri, after the big protest, that's all melting down now. They're, right. they're having trouble with funding. And, you know, it's because these places are, are not running anymore on a capitalist free market model and people aren't as attracted to, you know, having their education there. 
I know a top employee, I just found out about this yesterday, a, a big university in Britain who was hauled into a meeting and given a dressing down and threatened with being fired simply for retweeting my posts. Like he retweeted a Telegraph article about Caitlyn Jenner laughing at the fact that she was a conservative and that had triggered a bunch of leftists. He was hauled in. He's gay, and he was, he was basically... <laughs> he was basically probably just retweeting you for the baby blues. He didn't know the crap storm he was walking into. Yeah, and, but he was basically told, look, we've got a lot of Saudi Arabian students who are going to be offended by you tweeting these posts about ISIS throwing gays off buildings and yes. stuff like that. So also, that, that is the most offensive part of that story. Yeah, also, uh, <laughs> these same Saudi Arabian students are offended by your gayness, so let's do away with that yeah. as well. So again, they're trying to straddle this impossible thing about, you know, we're vehemently pro-LGBT, and yet we're probably we straddling a lot of things. The precious Muslims. Yes. And now we've got the Pope, if we can move on to that, coming out and basically saying that ISIS is just like Jesus. This is this quote. This is, you're not going to believe this. It is true that the idea of conquest is inherent in the soul of Islam. However, it's also possible to interpret the objective in Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus sends his disciples to all nations in terms of the same idea of conquest. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember reading in the Bible, you know, Jesus beheading people, forcing them into sex slavery, forcing them to pay a tax if they don't convert to Christianity. Uh, I, I believe that, that. That was a great chapter. I can't believe you missed that. I believe it's in there somewhere <laughs> near the back. Um, no. no, and that's the perfect thing. Even, you know, Christine Hoff Summers, and I was there at the uh, the triggering event, you know, she came on this show and she she said she wished I would soften up on Islam and on Muslims. I said, I, I don't attack Muslims. I don't. I go after Muhammad. Muhammad was a terrorist and no one, and we've invited people on the show, have given me a convincing enough case otherwise. And so I think if the fact that the Pope is going to Jesus as an example uh, without a sense of irony. I mean, the only reason he should be going to Jesus to contrast Jesus with Islam would be contrasting how much more peaceful and how much more loving Christ was compared to a serial uh, uh, murdering pedophile like Muhammad. I, uh, I mean, I'm not Catholic. We have a lot of Catholic listeners in the show, and we do have a lot of good Catholic listeners who, who good Catholic. We have a lot of Catholic listeners who don't like this pope either. They wish he would stay to issues of spirituality. But this almost seems like it's in the real house of spirituality. Do they believe he's infallible on this? Are you Catholic? You're not Catholic, are you? No, but I mean, okay. he's, he's comparing ISIS with Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on? Then, you know, Italy is now begging its citizens to have babies, of course, because in the West, nobody's having babies. It's demographic suicide, like Russia. So the Pope came out and said the answer to that is to bring in more Muslim migrants who will then interbreed with Europeans, which is precisely a mirror image in the rhetoric of this top imam, Sheikh Mohammed Ayed, who I've featured in my videos a few times, who got up at a Jerusalem mosque and basically said, this whole migrant crisis is about conquest. Europeans, their fertility is declining. We're going to go over there and conquer them by having children with them. Now the Pope comes out and says basically the same thing as this radical Islamist preacher. So, I mean, what the hell is going on as Italy begs its population to have children? It's absolutely astounding. Well, it is astounding, but at the end of the day, whether it's Italians breeding or Islamic migrants breeding, either way, you're getting a hairy baby.
<laughs> this so, is this is true. That bridges the racial divide. We are the world. Hold hands, Harry Italians and Muslims. Okay, I want to I want to I want to keep on that path. But you haven't heard this story. Another story. I love it when I get to do this. Blake Lively, the outrage, front page HuffPo. You know what the and Jared? You can bring uh, this image up. We can give you a little bit of eye candy there, uh, Paul. She Instagrammed L.A. face with an Oakland booty. See, because she has a quite plump booty. Um, All right, I see it. So everyone's furious. Of course, they're saying it's racist. I mean, there's not much more to it than that. But Oakland booty is apparently uh, racist. Cat B tweeted another day, another rich white woman using WOC's body as a punchline and commodity, as if Blake Lively wasn't the worst already. I want to follow Blake Lively just to unfollow her after this Oakland business. So much privilege, even G-O-O-P feels uncomfortable. Uh, just in case you weren't familiar with the term, Oakland booty. Paul, is because um, black people tend to have larger posteriors than white people, and Oakland is largely populated by black people. So that was that was the reason for the comment. So they're saying that it's racist appropriation because she's got a large ass. Yes. <laughs> the most beautiful woman rated most beautiful person in America with a large ass. They're mad because she gave credit to black people saying, hey, I don't know where this lines up on the know. fat shame scale, body pride. I think, my God, I think he's got it, though. The the guy who got assaulted for having dreadlocks and was culturally appropriating black people, the little weakling hipster guy, I think it even tops that. Yes. But I mean, it, it ties into this whole whiteness history month. Have you seen this coming out? No, we, ha we have to Poland. go. We have to go. Um, okay. uh, well, you know what? Maybe we'll do a web extended. I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Paul Joseph Watson at Prison Planet. Stay tuned. Ladder with Crowder. You hold on, sir. Is he truly disturbed, or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's Upstairs Tourette's Guy. Sweetheart, I'm home. Oh my gosh, okay, I had the most amazing day. And I have something really important to tell you. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Do you need to sit down? Well, sweetheart, what is it? It worked. Really? I'm pregnant. Oh my god. This is the most incredible thing. Sucking horse shit. Not the ass with the shit and a straw. Oh my god. No, it's okay. He'll just he'll he'll calm down. I I just I, I feel like uh, uh, I'm in a dream. This is the most wonderful shit on a spit with a cock bleeding out its ass. Fuck a Portuguese water monkey, mother. Do you think we should? No, if you just leave, it's best. Sticks. No, it's best to ignore it, sweetheart. F***ing ignore me, sucking mother bitch tits. Yeah, I better go up there. Is he truly disturbed or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's upstairs to Red Sky. Mother. Hey, Steven, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just browsing AR15.com. You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices, community, and information on the web? Oh, what the hell's the difference? AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! You know, they just heard the three takes. You did three takes, you didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboom!
Glad to be back. Third hour, Ladder with Credit. Producing with me in studio, as always, is Not Gay Jared, who is not gay. I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. For those watching the live stream, this is our first ever Ladder with Credit shirt. People can't see it yet. People can't fully see it yet. Jared, you can let me know what's on camera. You got, you got the Che Guevara. So here we go. People want to buy this shirt. It's going to be available. It's about socialism in the Ladder with Credit store pretty soon. I don't know when, honestly. Not I just sure. really wanted this shirt. I don't know why people get so... We had some people here who were mad about it when I wore it in public that socialism is for figs. And I don't know why people got so mad about figs. Well, they're, they're very sensitive fruit. Which is so funny why someone would take up the mantle of figs because who really knows anything about figs? You get them in a Some Newton. Other things. Some other hashtags to jump in on. That's the only time you see a fig is in a Newton. That's it. And then they dry your mouth out. All right. Tweet us. You want to get your hands on some uh, some some merch here relatively soon? Some big things coming for Ladder with Crowder. People have been wanting us to do more programming, more content. We'll see. We'll see if you've earned it. But I want to talk about something here. While we were talking about atheists and Christians, and Paul Joseph Watson came on, and we all have disagreements. Um, J.K. Rowling was in the news this week, and J.K. Rowling was in the news because she actually defended Donald Trump's freedom of speech, even though she is a known leftist. Uh, and in the UK, which means she's a real leftist. You know, most leftists there don't. Freedom of speech doesn't exist outside of the United States. That's something yeah. a lot of people don't understand. Freedom of speech is a uniquely American ideal. She said, "Now I find almost everything that Mr. Trump says objectionable. I consider him offensive and bigoted, but he has my full support to come to my country and be offensive, uh, be offensive and bigoted there. His freedom to speak protects my freedom to call him a bigot." I love that quote. Rowling added, Trump's freedom of speech guarantees her own and warned that unless we take that absolute position without caveats or apologies, we have set foot upon a road with only one destination. I'm guessing it's bad. It's not good. I think that's the implication, well. but she gave herself some weasel room out, like the muggle that she is. Here's the thing. She's correct. And I, I, she's incorrect about him being bigoted. Here's one thing about Donald Trump. The things that I don't like about Donald Trump... I, I don't think he's a racist at all. I don't really think Donald Trump is a sexist. I don't think he respects his vows. But that doesn't mean that he hates women. That doesn't mean that he's sexist. Wanting to sleep with a lot of women means you're not loyal to your wife. You cheat on your wife. That's bad. It doesn't mean you're sexist. That's one thing I never understood. As though a man somehow inherently is disrespecting a woman by engaging in intimate relations with her. Yes. You don't respect her. Well, no, I think you should treat a woman well, and I think respect is important. But sexism, racism, these things need to be proven. I have not seen any evidence that Donald Trump is racist. What, because he wants to build a wall? Well, listen, if you're conservative about that, that's one thing that bothers me about conservatives and the never-Trump thing, which is why I can never go there. You claim that Donald Trump took his immigration policy from real conservatives. Then don't come out and say he's racist or bigoted. You have to pick one or the other. I don't think I don't think Donald Trump will follow through on the wall, even as Paul Joseph Watson just implied. I don't think he can. If you just do the math, you want to accuse Bernie people of not doing math. You do the math on how many people you'd have to deport on a regular basis, how much money that wall would cost, how you could it's not feasible. It's not doable. But that doesn't mean that it's racist to have borders. And I'm not defending Donald Trump. I don't know what his policy is. I have no idea. But I get irked when I see any conservatives using the leftist card and say he's racist. I don't think Donald Trump is racist at all. I have no evidence that Donald Trump is racist. I have no evidence that he's sexist. I think he's a, a serial, philandering, dishonest politician. He's never held office. Doesn't matter. He buys and sells politicians. That's my problem with him. But if you start saying, if you start throwing around racism and sexism and bigotry or, or xenophobia, by the time you mention xenophobia, I'm off. I can't take, I can't take your side. 
anyone who uses the word xenophobia, that is the blanket statement, the trump card, xenophobia, this conversation is over. No, I'm done. So the reason, and this is where we're in a tight spot, right, when we talk about this, because you either either love Donald Trump or you have liberals who hate him and accuse him of racism, sexism, and you have a lot of people in the Never Trump crowd who use those same, and I can't, I can't get on board with that. The things that I don't like about him, we've talked about, we've talked about the policies, we've talked about his positions, we've talked about the character issues, but I just can't put myself on some, put on the team jersey of people who are going to use the tactics of the left, saying that he's a racist. Yeah, I have some friends who are not Trump fans at all, and they tweet me or text me pretty often, and, and I go along with them, but I, I know at the core we don't dislike him for the same reasons, even though right. they say we do. They don't really know or understand the details, the depth of, you know, why we have legitimate concerns. So. Right. So it was kind of an interesting conversation to have, though. It is. It's important. It just it puts people in a tough spot when the people who could be making valid arguments against Trump. And here's another thing, too. We've talked about it. Listen, I've, when it was a primary, that's the role of the primary. Trump, Trump's a nominee. Trump, Trump's a nominee. Uh, you know, we focus on Bernie Sanders because he was the movement candidate. You can expect us to pivot, and we have a lot in store for Hillary Clinton. Trump's a nominee. You know, the, the fight, well, I've, I've talked about this. Will I vote for him? Well, I've already set the barometer. I try and be consistent. I've said, no, no, probably not right now. What is required? Consistent uh, consistent stances on any issues and, and, and being able to prove that he will surround himself with geniuses. That's what's important to me. I, I don't think you can just say never this guy and not provide any kind of a route to victory for that person. And then you are closed-minded. Then you are. Even though I've expressed, while all these other people who are now never Trump were saying, well, maybe Trump, before he was nominated, we were, before, before he uh, even announced his candidacy, we were making fun of him from his previous run. But I can't get on board if you say there's no way, no how, I can possibly give him a benefit of the doubt. It's very unlikely, but no way, no how, never is a big word to use. If you start saying sexist, racist, ah, we've got a bit of a problem. I don't know. Tweet me at Escrowder. Do you think Donald Trump is racist or bigoted? That's what J.K. Rowling says. I don't think so. I think he has a lot of issues. I don't think racism is one of them. He loved Arsenio Hall, who I think is the most unfunny person ever on Celebrity Apprentice. And I don't know why. Maybe, maybe that's because Donald Trump is secretly racist. Nobody finds Arsenio Hall funny. Nobody actually does. That's a token funny guy. Okay. Feminist photographer makes a stand. We wrote about this at letterwithcredit.com. This is all over. Feminism. Again, we go back. They took a stand with photography. By taking ugly pictures. Photographer Ashley Armitage, for one, has had enough. Enough of patriarchal culture capitalizing on women's insecurities. Enough of the mainstream media and history of art churning out images of bodies too perfect to occur in real life. So here are the pictures that she took. Let's bring this up on screen for people who are listening terrestrially. That is not a woman. I have never seen a woman with that hairy of a belly button. Yeah, scroll up a little bit. Scroll up? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. All right. Yeah, got a full reveal. Oh, you here. know what it is? It's your screen is is frozen. So this whole thing is is ugly pictures. Let me know when the screen gets back up. Ugly pictures. We have them at ladderwithcredit.com. Now I understand. You know, Dove has those commercials. Women of all different sizes, shapes, whatever. Well, okay, I get it. You're fat and you're proud, and let's sweep the diabetes under the rug. Fine, I'm on board. But these pictures here are not just big or different. These are unattractive pictures. This is a woman right here in pink underwear with a belly button hairier than my own. Right below it, they just, they just, they, listen, this isn't a real body tip. They just picked ugly undergarments. They put her in unwashed undergarments. From Goodwill. Here's a woman brushing her pit hair. And I'm not even entirely convinced that's a woman. Oh, Lord. 
Dear God. That looks like they were trying to sneak you Corbin Blue into the club. You can't use that brush again. So Harry Pitts, Harry belly buttons. As a, now, here's the problem with feminism, right? You want to say, well, a real depiction of, of body types. As though it's news to men. This is something we've talked about a lot. As though men only accept one standard of beauty, right? Well, guess what? Look at most men who thought Blake Lively was pretty attractive with that Oakland booty. And feminists, of course, berated her when they should be praising her. Look at people's wives. Men marry all different kinds of women. No man believes that there is only one type of beauty. Now, do we have things that we tend to be, yeah, large breasts, hips that have the ability to birth healthy children? Of course. Genetically symmetrical features. Yes, absolutely. But some guys like big girls, some guys like small girls, some guys like mid-sized girls. Tell you what, no guy likes a woman with hairy pits, hairy belly buttons. That's not considered attractive. I'm sure there's a biological reason for it. Generally, body hair would probably be indicative of, of, of higher testosterone levels and probably not something you want in a woman. Feminists go so far the other way. They're not talking about normal standards of beauty. Look at, if you look at these pictures, these, these are ugly. These are women who don't groom. Why is Harry Pitt so, oh, this is unfair. We're going to show a woman combing. And why would you comb your pit hair? This is a perfect example of why feminism has been rejected. Women go, oh, feminism, equal rights. They perk up. They want to listen. Yeah, of course. They want to sit at the table. And then they see the feminist combing their armpit hair, as you see on this picture. And they go, ah, okay. That's about time for me to, about time for me to check out. I don't think this is for me. Woof. Woof. To sum it all up. Harry belly button. This is why feminism loses. They, the, the art here is let's just create art that is unattractive to no one. They're tangled in their own shams of pubic hair, Stephen. It is absolutely disgusting. It's a mess. So uh, you should go read this up at Letter with Crowder. It's a, a lot of people, it's one of those things where you can see people don't really want to click it because they know what no. they're in for. Speaking of which, you know, Lena Dunham, we finally had that cleared, by the way. People were asking about that video that Viacom tried to shut down because we critiqued Amy Schumer. We have the right to get it up. This is a problem. Fair use on YouTube, online, the big companies, uh, of course, inevitably try to use it to censor people and silence voices of criticism and dissent. We fought it. We won. That will be up soon. The sketch that never aired in the show because it was not allowed. We wanted to do another one this week, but there are only so many, so many strikes you can take against your account, even though it is entirely under fair use. So... We'll talk about that. Is, is Courtney coming up after yep, the break? Yeah, Courtney, uh, right oh, after the break. Courtney Kirchhoff. She's an anti-feminist. So she, let me set this up for you. She wrote a column this week about Hollywood being super gay and why she was aggravated with it. And she got a lot of flack. She's a woman. Little known fact. Doesn't have hairy pits. She's a strong That's woman. That's a good fact. These are, these, are, these are legitimate fun facts. Works for herself, but she's not ugly and hairy. I don't know how to categorize her. It's almost like feminists may be off the mark with their generalizations. Uh, and I'm just putting this on because she was the one who was most absolutely revolted by this yes. this week, the feminist situation. Oh, something else too. I don't yes. know if we'll have time to talk about it. Wendy's in response to $15 minimum wage. Uh, you're going to be a robot now. Yeah, they're automating all of their stuff. We don't really need to get, We've talked about it before. You know, economics and economics. such. So we go toward automation. So congratulations, Fight for 15 SEIU morons. You're now replaced by Wally, Courtney Kirchhoff after the break. Is he truly disturbed, or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's Upstairs Tourette's Guy.
Oh, sweetheart, you didn't have to go through all this trouble. No, I wanted to. I know you work hard. Really hard. But still, prime rib and... and... this is... this is too much. You're worth it. I have been blessed, truly, with the most magnificent wife the world has ever... piece of shit. Sometimes gotta break a few And here we go. Like I've said, it's, it's best to just ignore it. He'll tire himself out. Last time he went for nine hours. That's actually tame compared to before you lived here. I can go all night. I don't have to sleep. I don't have to eat or drink water. I can up and paint the town in turkey dicks. I just think it, we might want to try. Uh, sweetheart, I know, I know, I know. Just trust me. It's best to let him vent and get it out. And eventually he'll grow out of it. He's 35. Me in my prime. At least you f***ing had a prime. Where's my prime, Mick? I f***ing own this sh and I will sh all over this sh that I own to is covered in more sh You piece of sh mother Yeah, I'll go talk to him. Is he truly disturbed or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's upstairs to Red Sky. Mother Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay Jared notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up to date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site. And then, you know, maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? Healthcare? I don't know. They're promising. We'll, we'll give you that. Just, just bookmark it. And we'll give it to you. That's a promise. I'm a Everyone loves to dance to happy songs. We are back. Uh, no, no, no. She cannot come on yet until we introduce her. Uh, she is the glue that holds LadderWithCrowder.com together. The overlord of LadderWithCrowder. She's the overlord of LadderWithCrowder. She's incredibly organized. She keeps me on task. She's also very bright, and she writes columns that uh, hit people right in the feelers. They hit her right in the feelers. So when you hear this track... Which... Is not royalty free. That means that we're speaking with, of course, Courtney Kirchhoffs at Courtney Scoffs. Courtney, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am doing well, sweetheart. We say, we say, sweetheart, pumpkin. Hun. Hun. Dear. Look at that. She Dear. can go with it and she's not offended. Little known fact if you ever want to infuriate a feminist while you're speaking and you just don't want everyone else to know, you just use words like, oh, yeah, well, thank you, sweetheart, or bless your heart, nice things. She gets mad. The audience thinks you're being polite. She freaks out and you win. Or you could just have good hygiene this and talk to them. This that bothers true. them, too. This is also aggravating. Uh, yeah. You shave your pits, right, Courtney? That's okay. I'm not, I do. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to get yeah. too personal, but I feel like that was safe territory. Well, especially if they're going to be seen. This is and I true. don't I don't take pictures of me combing my armpit hair. Yeah, I know. I've noticed that. And um, how do you fill your time? Seems like a niche market to me. 
the, the brushes or the, the, the activity pictures in of, general? of combing pit hair. Oh, the photos. Know. It's the photos. Well, they're, you know, does it turn anyone on? I, Cause I can't think of any, any mm. person who wants to see that. No, 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 no. Bless your heart. I think it's the opposite, Courtney. One could argue that yeah. the point is almost to disgust people. Um, <laughs> so Courtney, you wrote a column and we, we talked about this, you wrote it and, and, uh, some people, most people really liked it, which I thought this is a touchy subject. You never know. I have it up on my screen. It is Dear Hollywood, Stop Gaying All the Things, Especially Straight Characters. Now, this was written, Hopper, stop squeaking your dead squirrel. He's running for president now. He thinks he owns the place. Um, what was it that, was this, was it mainly inspired by the Captain America situation where all of the leftists wanted uh, Captain to be getting busy with, with Bucky? Honestly, it's been bothering me for a long time. You mm. can't watch any show without a gay storyline being just snuck right in uh all shows now all television shows like i couldn't think of anyone except breaking bad that didn't have a huge gay storyline yeah but yes it was the captain america mm. thing everyone the the far left gay stopo uh, media was disappointed that captain america wasn't gay with bucky yeah i well, don't understand why he would be gay with bucky well because you men and men can't be Men can't be friends anymore. If if guys have a good relationship, if they have a healthy relationship, a, a bromance, if you will, then all of a sudden they must be secretly gay. And it's, it's a wink and a nod kind of a thing like, oh, they're doing it. Like, no, they're just friends. And <laughs> men can be just friends. <laughs> friends you hold pretty far. hands. And... That's a good point I think that nobody else really uh. talked about. We'll get into the statistics, but you talked about how healthy male friendships now just can't be taken at face value, and Hollywood has a, an absolute aversion to them. Um, I don't think I've heard a lot of other people make that argument, and I think, do you think that's what resonated, why it's compelling? Because some people are going, yeah, it's true. Either it's a, like you said, it's either a, a bromance comedy, where that's the one note, but you don't really see it elsewhere in a lot of films. No, and that's a shame, because it used to be very common in, in films that, men would be friends with each other like um the movie was it three men and a baby the one with tom Selleck and yeah. um the crazy environmentalist that they were three guys Wait, tom Selleck? looking yeah no no tom Selleck's a big second amendment guy yeah but he was there was a movie three men and a baby it was him ted danson and then oh yeah ted the, danson is, a, is an environmentalist yeah. I thought you were saying Tom Selleck. He grows no, avocados. Tom Selleck's a good guy. Yeah, little known fact. He grows avocados. He doesn't like the uh, taste of them. Guacamole. Doesn't like avocados, but he grows them. Sorry, you may continue. Yeah, but that that was about three bachelors living together, and then they like were raising a baby. You can't make that movie now no. without people uh, saying, oh, there's sexual innuendo there. They're secretly gay with each other. Someone's gay with somebody else. No, it's just three straight guys living together. They're friends. Well, we've we've gone so far down the, and I think that's kind of real homophobia, where you see gayness where there isn't any. Yeah, and it's it's all over the place, and even with with women too. What I didn't get it get into in the column was this false representation of really hot lesbians, in <laughs> in television shows. Like that's not you, even close. Buzz your girlfriend. Look. Did you watch, try to watch Gotham at all? Gotham was. I tried to of, watch it, and it was Will Smith's wife, Will, Mills, Will Smith's wife, going all you know, going muff diver the whole thing. There was a few gay plot lines in that one, just kind That's of all forced it is. into it. Just and here's the thing: in. like, no one has a pro here's the deal: no one has a problem with, like okay, gay people. But like you said, it's it is you know it represents it's about everywhere. three percent of population Earth. 
far more represented in the entertainment industry, you know, over over 14 percent. Some people say as high as 20 percent. You were conservative in your numbers to the point where most Americans believe that 25 percent of population Earth is gay because of the overrepresentation. Right. And it is. It's shoehorned in there. And, and, and like you said, it's, it's people just get at a certain point like, OK, we, we get, get it. it. <laughs> yeah, I had to give up on a show. Be because I just couldn't take it anymore. And it was a good show, How to Get Away with Murder. And the first episode of the second season, all of a sudden, the main character and this new lawyer, both attractive women, were going at it. Like, you know what? I'm done. I can't do well, it. Well, that's I'm very done. unrealistic. There, it's not like the uh, the boycotted lesbian chain gangs that you find in real life over at BuzzFeed. Right. Right. Well, that's why I can't watch Orange is the New Black, because that's all that is, too. It's just lesbianism everywhere. Yeah, well, I know that's the whole, one would say that's almost the theme of the show when you toss a bunch of women in prison. That was probably a part of the pitch meeting. Like, oh, yeah. we can get away with this. Yeah. Um, and also, what we talked about that with Karen Strawn. They're you know, appropriating hot women. They're appropriating I don't, hot I don't like it. No, no, it's not, it's not true at all. It's not accurate. And um, higher domestic violence in, in lesbian couples. Yeah. Significantly. Women are much more likely to abuse children, to abuse each other, and they're never portrayed that way. Let me ask you this. Well, well come on. When was the last time... Because, right, every single show, the drama, divorce, healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships. When was the last time you saw a gay character who made consistently bad choices and had unhealthy relationships like their straight counterparts? Does that ever happen? Oh, it's, it's never. No, that's the, that's the other thing. The gay relationships are always super healthy and loving and always kind and they're always accepting of everyone. And, and I also love it. I don't know that I wrote about this in the I, I could write a book about this. Well, but, well, we'll bring you on after the break to talk okay, about it great. more because we can get into the lesbianism. Um, which, Courtney? No? Straight character no, appropriation. No chance, Courtney? There's no... That I'm gay? Well, I just mean like I in like... a film if we tossed a few Benjamins. That's all it takes! $20 million, I could learn. I could be I could be uh, milk like Sean Penn, and I would Daniel Day-Lewis method act it. Everyone has a price. We'll figure out Courtney's as well as Jared. Stay tuned! Is he truly disturbed, or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's Upstairs Tourette's Guy. Mother son of a Yeah, hey. Hi, I'm Lyle the... Yeah, you live downstairs. Good to see you. Yes, um... I borrowed, uh, sugar last month. Yes, you did. I I, I, uh, I hope that uh, it worked out for you. Yeah, it worked great. Thanks. You really did me a solid. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, I wanted to discuss the recent disturbances. I'm sorry. I, what are you talking about? Well, um, for example, this evening, uh, been some disruptions. Oh, wow. Really? It's usually such a good building. I guess I'll need to... I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yes, but I meant it was more coming from your, um, apartment. What, me? No, no, I'm just having a quiet night at home. Hmm. But, uh... No, I'm just having some lean cuisine and... Oh, you know what? I did have... Is it... Is it TV? The TV's too loud? Yes, yes. Let's go with that. The TV is too loud. Why, why are you doing air quotes? I don't know. Why are you doing air quotes? Oh, I understand that you might not be entirely comfortable, so we can use the term television as a device to... I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, 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 can, I can turn down my TV. 
Yes, let's go with that. Please do turn down your television. Okay. Have a good one. This is breaking news on Lalo Will Crowder. I'm Harry Matheson. Sucking plasma screen. Beaver up the Is he truly disturbed or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's upstairs to Red Sky. Glad to be back. Dancing got uncomfortable for a second there. It was a strange. Took a little bit of a turn. We have her back with us. You can follow her at Courtney Scoffs because she scoffs at you. Courtney Kirchhoff, thank you for being with us. Continue to, to discuss. Back. People thought that you were going to be very, very uh, angry with me during the break because of the, uh, the, 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 the implication that everyone has a price. And um, we now know oh, that no. you're not a lesbian. At <laughs> any price. Lesbian. At no. any price. No. There no. is no price. No. No, especially having seen the real lesbians. I okay. know. I am attracted <laughs> to the wonderful female form. Let's go buy plaid shirts at Orvis. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> well, and the whole argument, I once had someone who's a very prominent uh, lesbian uh, in media explain to me. She said, well, you don't, you don't understand. It's not about being attracted to a specific type of woman. Once you open up, uh, once you free the shackles and you're free to love whoever you want, then you can. And I was going, well, then you just made the argument for any kind of love. Well, yeah, and you, you always said there, there really aren't that many lesbians, you think. That's no, your, they're really not. That's your theory. Milo made that point. Yeah. That gay is, has, it, it's a little more instinctive because men are more naturally sexually predatorial and lesbianism is generally a product of nurture. It also explains why Stephen Barry's went under, so... It's not might. enough. It might. Not enough. It might. Okay, so, but Courtney was talking about, so we talked about Captain America, and they also mm -hmm. were in this article, people were complaining, why isn't James Bond gay, right? We should have a gay James Bond. Right. Um, you had a central point here that I thought was, when you add it up all together, what is it that's, uh, that really irks them, the, the, the feminist left? What is it they're trying to do? Um, I think it's straight appropriation, and I think their mission is to dismantle the definition of masculinity and femininity. I mean, they, they're already doing that with gender fluidness, gender fluidity is like, we're, we're not really straight. We're not really gay. We're not really male. We're not really female. We're just kind of whatever we want to be. And I think when they start appropriating straight characters, trying to make them gay, what they're doing is just undermining the whole system. What they're trying to do is dismantle masculinity, especially. And that's perfect example with, with Captain America. He's Captain America. Okay. He could he, be Captain he, Gay. He could be Captain Gay. And I will grant Plugger. you some of the Marvel superhero costumes are a little bit flamboyant. He could but... be Captain Folsom Street Fair. <laughs> Captain Liberace. He could it be could Captain happen. Gay Sex with a Choker on a float in San Francisco. That yeah, happens. But then they would have a wardrobe department for the movies. So Well, they would. Sad. It would just be a little more elaborate. It would be getting to Johnny Depp level. Where everything he does is gay. With the eyeliner? No, everything. Yeah. Have you noticed that's like, yeah. hey, we want you to play a pirate, creepy gay pirate. Or we want you to play a barber, creepy He's, gay barber. I, am I the only one who thinks Johnny Depp is just a little bit overrated? <laughs> no, I think everybody. I, I've said it for years, and I think everyone agrees with that now. Yeah, um, I don't get it. And I think hopefully my, I will be um, I will be redeemed when everyone finally sees things my way on Star Wars. I 
we you and I talked about that a little bit. The, the latest Star Wars movie it was kind of boring. I it saw was. it in 3D. I saw it in 3D and Boom, it was entertaining gay, because of that. But it was just a remake. I'm sorry, it was just a remake. That's a fair point. It was a remake. It was just That's a, a fair bigger point. Death Star. Really? Yeah. <sighs> it was a bigger yeah. Death Star. But your point about the masculinity is is an important one. And I think it's one that a lot of women agree with, right? If if I say it, it's considered sexist. But it's it's for a lot of women out there, I mean, especially the younger you get, it's slim pickings. If a woman wants oh what gosh. every woman yeah. has had since up until really the last, I don't know, 20-something, 30 years... Um, it's tough. It's tough. Women have liked certain traits in men, and those traits don't exist in a lot of men anymore. Well, they're being punished. They true. even on Twitter, people were like, "Oh, what is what was the hashtag? Masculinity so fragile." Is that what yeah. it was? Yep. Yeah. And it and it, it, here's my problem with it: if it's okay to say masculinity is so fragile, then it should also be okay to say feminist feminism, or I'm sorry, femininity is so fragile, or femininity is so whiny. You can't just insult masculinity and then hide in your safe space to protect your femininity. That's that's not how it gets. You, you can't do that. You can't have it both ways. It's true. And and they're they I I think the left they're so weak they despise any kind of strength. And masculinity is strength. It's physically strong. It's that's also why they hate pull-ups for women in the military. Yes. Oh God. Pull-ups. We don't I, like it. Ladies. Uh, masculine men. We don't like it. Not a fan. Men who are bosses. No, we don't want men as bosses. Women with pit hair. Well, that's something we might get on board. Yeah, let's let's run that past the board. <laughs> I think we're gonna it's like that. It's just the lowest common denominator. That's what that's what the the feminist left goes towards well, the lowest and we talk about this too and now people are starting to see it you know the, the whole trans movement that we talk about that right they hate men because they talk about patriarchy like you said this masculinity and, and they sort of don't understand they're putting men into a stereotype when they do that right when i say masculinity i'm not talking about crushing beer cans on your forehead or being a bro i'm talking about leading your household your family your community um having a backbone having opinions but right. the trans situation Really, all that is required for these men to be a woman is just to act like the stereotype of a bimbo, of a Barbie, and and you're fine. They want to give you a free pass. But if a woman does that, they believe that they're adhering to some kind of a, a kind of a stereotype that's unfair for women. But oh, you're you're what is Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn Jenner is simply trying to mimic every single unrealistic beauty cover that's ever been, and they say, "Well, a beautiful woman." Well, the, the, even a John Hopkins surgeon just came out saying that. I don't know if he wrote about it, but he was talking about how. Transgender surgeries don't make, and transgender genderism in general doesn't make a man a woman. It just makes a really feminine man. Right. That was a surgeon, John Hopkins, science stuff like that. Yeah, but my point, my point is, all they have to do is fulfill a stereotype of women. Exactly, exactly. It's not even a real woman. They're it's not just becoming Chaz Bond. They're not becoming you know the blue-haired feminist. They're becoming the bimbo. It's a bad meme of right? a woman. That's how you're expected to be as a woman, right? That's what Caitlyn Jenner is. Like, well, this is what a woman is now. And feminists not pushing back on transgender acceptance of men just being able to be woman a woman just because he thinks he's a woman, that's it will dismantle feminism. Their entire argument is gonna go completely out the window if they say, Yeah, a man can be a woman just if he thinks he's a woman and he can use our bathrooms and that's totally fine because you've just destroyed femininity. Right. You you've just said women aren't special. What you've said is anybody can be a woman. And if anybody can be anything, that's not a special thing. It's like when people say everyone's creative, that's that's BS. Yeah. Everyone's not smart, everyone's not creative. People are special and to say you can just be a woman what? You're pointing. I don't know what that means. Well, you said everyone's not creative respect. I'm pointing to Jared. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it looked what? like I was pointing Back to Courtney. Jared. 
Back to Courtney. No, no, he deserves it. He's earned it, Courtney. Um, No, you're right. And that is everything that makes women uniquely and intrinsically valuable is, by the way, the same thing that makes men attracted to them. You know, we were talking about this like, with yeah. Car- Carly Fiorina. Same thing with um, with Hillary Clinton, right? I, she kind of irked me. Like, well, they wouldn't be telling a man to smile more. Well, hold on. Here's why. Um, they would. They do attack men for being wimpy because strength is generally one of the most attractive traits in men to women. Now, what's one of the most attractive traits in women to men? Warmth. So, yeah, mm-hmm. while women expect strength from a candidate, men are naturally looking for a woman to seem warm, to seem nurturing. Is it a different standard? Absolutely. doesn't mean they hate women. It means we're hardwired to look for, if a woman is smiling, that's attractive to a man. If a woman is scowling, we go, I don't know if I want to reproduce with that. I'm going to put, I want to wear a Jimmy hat. Yeah. And, and women have, I don't know if they're unaware of things like evolutionary biology. They're, they're not aware of a lot of things, but what makes a man attracted to a woman who smiles, has nice, pretty hair and big boobs is the same same kind of internal wiring that women want a man who's got a good job, who makes a lot of money. It's the same thing. We want a provider. Na- that's naturally we come hardwired that way. We want somebody who's a good provider. Right. And it's the same reason you guys like women with big boobs or a Oakland booty like Blake Lively. So you can't. That's racist. You know, and I don't. I don't. I don't accept uh, that. I know. I really want to start quoting Sir Mix a lot. I think. We, like, I think every person on this call right now, except for not Gay Jared, has an Oakland booty, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, because we squat. We've got squat yes, booties. We do. We have relatively large yeah. booties. Someone just held command. No, that's not an Oakland booty. Just, just that's just two thighs and a crevice. That's yeah. fair. There's no end to it. That's fair. You don't a know Berkeley, where the Berkeley booty. No, you don't know where the femur ends or the gluteus maximus begins with Jared. It's just like we'll Yoko get you Ono. There, Jared. We'll get you there, Jared. Send more baking. At that point, it's purely a functional part so that the legs can operate. You call me a Lego man. No, I'm I'm calling you Gumby. More like Gumby. Yes, that's fair. Callista yeah. Flockhart, borderline. <laughs> Gumby. I haven't thought Callista about that Flockhart. in years. It's been forever. Gumby. Gumby. I just forgot. I just forgot well, all you're about. You're welcome. It. A little flashback. There you go. A little flashback. Now, before yeah. we got to that, we were saying yes. That is why men are attracted to it. No, exactly. Now, I don't appreciate that you say women don't understand evolutionary biology because there are plenty of women who do. And no, I the think the feminists. The feminists. Whatever. Don't. We know what you meant. Yeah. Courtney's well, a self-loathing woman. That's what's happening uh, here. I think what they would call me is like an internal misogynist. Yes. I even get tweets from people like, do you know what feminism is? I'm like, yeah, and that's why I'm not a feminist. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. It's so funny. I talk with, we have, I mean, we have on the writing staff, we have more women than men. We're about evenly split. And it's because honestly, I think a lot of women have, have um, in my experience, have a, a better work ethic when working on their own because we work so remotely. I think women are just more organized. doesn't mean they're more capable. Women just tend to be more organized with what we do, which is kind of as news comes in, that's proven to be really valuable. But it's entirely been performance-based. Um, and it's just organically we, have, we happen to have two very funny female writers. But if you weren't good at writing, I would, I would, I would fire you, Courtney, boobs and all. I wouldn't care. I, that's, I respect that. I'd fire all three yeah. of you. Yeah. I think, oh, I think it's, it's entirely reasonable. Yeah, whatever. And I'm not objectifying her. I simply wanted to know that I would not be fighting her because of her breast assist. Well, when you say I, three, I, do you mean Hopper? No, no. Stop it. I think oh. he means you, Jared. No, we're talking about breasts. Oh, breasts. We're talking about feminism. What, is, what are people not getting here? Yeah, we were talking about gay this and is James true. Bond. About the gay. And how he was a big womanizer. Yes. And they don't want him. They, now they want to be, I guess they want him to be a manizer. I don't know what you would call, uh, what do you call a gay guy? Who likes to sleep with a lot of other men? A gay what do you guy. Call 
Okay, guy. Okay, I mean, yeah. I guess you just speed up the venereal disease process. Let's it's go. a wonder James Bond is not. About to go Arnie Ling on you there. Yeah. Arnie Ling. Yeah. He is just riddled with it, James Bond. I mean, at that point, he would have had to, if you just add up the number. So if you just change that with man. Too. Yeah, he, he's got lots of diseases. That That's the thing. You know what? Here's the other thing. They're, uh, gays are overrepresented in media. What about Christians? You know, if they if they want to if they want to accurately represent the populace, why not have more Christians and no? And they do belts? show up. They're the serial killer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or the hillbilly hippie who yeah. does medicine. Yes, yeah. or like the crazy Christian mom who won't let her daughter yeah. eat apple pie because it causes pimples and bitchy stepsister. Remember the mom and Carrie? I know you guys were talking about that. Maybe yes, exactly. All the silverware that in her was so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. the knives in the roof. Yeah, well, my wife stuff. was watching the show The Family, and it's horrible. It's canceled. I can't tell you how thrilled I am about it. Because I actually watch the shows my my wife likes to watch, even if I don't want to. But this was just awful. And, um, of course, it's a woman running for office, Republican, and her daughter, who's Mrs. Catholic, is secretly a lesbian. And here's something I also have talked about. You know, people go, well, why are you uncomfortable? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I get uncomfortable when I see two guys making out. You know why? Just for the same reason I would get very uncomfortable seeing this hairy-pitted feminist make out with uh, a really odd-looking guy. It's not something I want to see because I'm not attracted to those individuals. I'm not attracted to any men, so it's uncomfortable. Just like people say, well, why are you uncomfortable with a gay guy hitting on you? It's not that you're uncomfortable because a guy's gay. I'm uncomfortable if Trigglypuff hits on me. And a gay <laughs> man is about as attractive to me as Trigglypuff. That's all. It's like, oh, if you could be so lucky, Steve. Don't, don't, don't you think that's a, do you, don't you feel that way when you watch the the the, the lesbian stuff and it's so overly represented? You're just like, oh, I just don't want to see it because it's not attractive, and I see it all the time. Yeah, and you know that. Look, I don't I don't feel comfortable seeing sex scenes. That's a private moment that I don't really need to be a part of. I, it's it gets to the peeping tom kind of thing. I, I don't want to see that. I wouldn't go up to somebody's, but of course I'm a girl. I, I wouldn't go up to somebody's window and be like, "Oh, look, they're doing it." I know you guys are born. Every single boy's Jane. dream. Oh, well, women don't like. We, I don't. I just don't like that. So I don't need to see men doing it to each other and women doing it. To, I don't want to. see Well, we it have all. to let you go, um, but it just shows how different boys and girls are. If we walk we past that different. window, that our evening Gender. is set. Courtney. Gender's not binary. Pulls the shade at Courtney Scoff. Send your hate tweets to her, not me. Thank you for being with us, sweetheart. Lotta with Crider. We're going to wrap this up. Stay tuned. Is he truly disturbed or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's upstairs to Red Sky. Baywatch, just a bunch of fake cats and pieces of shit. Hi, officer. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. We had a noise complaint. Would you mind opening the door, please? No, I'm sorry. I can't do that, officer. And uh, why can you not open the door? Oh, I can't uh, on account of the voices. The what? Uh, the voices, officer. There are voices attacking me. I, I can't open the door or they'll get very angry. The voices attacking you will get very angry. Yes, that's correct. If you open this door, mm -hmm. do you mean to tell me that there is someone else in that apartment and your life is in danger? No, there's no other person here. Just voices that are attacking me uh, consistently and, and torturously without end. Sir, do you believe that you are mentally fit to be in this apartment all by yourself? Oh, yes, certainly. And you are not in need of immediate extraction? No, not at all. You believe yourself to be in perfect mental health, even with the voices. 
Yes, take it up with them, not me. Sir, I've got to be honest. We've had a lot of complaints. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, officer. F***ing pig shit! What'd you call me? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't say anything. Sounded to me like you just called me... a f***ing pig shit. No, I, I would never. I respect our men in uniform. And thank you for your service. Okay, well, I'm just saying that, uh... F***ing fuzz! Only good pig is a f***ing dead pig! Starch white shirt in the dirt! Wait, did you just say you want to starch my shirt and put it in the dirt? No, officer. I, I understand that you have a hard job to do, and I'm very appreciative. It certainly doesn't sound like that through this drywall. Officer, if I have done anything to offend your stupid copper pit fucking piece of shit ass. All right, I said I'm coming in there. Well, officer, you can't do that if you don't have a warrant. Why did you do that? I tried to warn you. Oh. Listen, I've had enough about you. What in holy hell was that? I tried to warn you. Copper, go away. Is he truly disturbed or is he just a turd? Nobody knows. It's upstairs to Red Sky. Mother Last segment, we were dancing the spaceman in the studio. It's a common day. I'm waiting for it to take off. The uh, spaceman dance. Uh, we're going to wrap this up in a nice bow. People are asking about, for us to talk about the Ghostbusters angry video game nerd controversy. We appreciate it, loyal fans, but there's nothing really to discuss right now. We've reached out for an interview and uh, nothing yet. In New York, you could be fined. What's going on? Uh, I'm not sure, but oh, yeah. Hold on. Steven, Steven, hold on, hold on. Hmm? Sorry, there's... What? We have a call call coming in. I don't know why people keep calling in, but... Someone's calling in? Someone's calling in. Okay. It's, oh, they're, they're there. They're there. Hello? Hi. Uh, hey, Steven. Yeah, who's there? Hi, this is uh, Mark Zuckerberg. How you doing? What? I don't know. Just that was a weird call. Me. I don't know. You just messed something up, didn't you? I messed something you up. You messed something up. Good Lord, not gay Jared. You did not have this prepared. And then I was on camera looking here like I have no idea what I'm doing. All right, we'll do it next time. Next no, time. no, just forget about it. Just next, forget, forget about, about it. it. Good Lord, Jared. You're fired. Um, been a busy week this week, too. We have had the NRA here taping the show, so it's been kind of weird with the show prep and the studio getting crowded. Stop wincing. You're thinking about your error. You ever do that? You ever, anyone out? You can tweet me at S-Card. Do you ever, like, sometimes if you make a mistake, you sit there and you go, because uh, you know it's one that you could have fixed. It's Jared right now. Um, by the way, we have to issue a correction. I, I was supposed to do this at the beginning of the show. I was wrong. I said that when I was talking about candidates who didn't do alternative media, Ted Cruz did do a very short phoner interview with Adam Carolla. Great. I'm glad. Still, a short phoner interview. The point wasn't just too too Ted late. Cruz about Adam Carolla. Yeah. The point was all of these candidates ignoring all of these available outlets to simply do cable news and traditional media. But I was incorrect because I specifically mentioned Al, uh, Adam Carolla, and Ted Cruz did do Adam Carolla. So, my apologies. Um, in New York City, right now, $250,000 fine 
for misgendering someone. Misgendering is a new verb, meaning that uh, you use a scientific term. You use the term uh, of their gender uh, as not assigned, because they try to use the word assigned, right? Assigned makes it sound like someone's oppressing you. The gender it, into which you were born. They want to claim this is oh, hate speech. Oh, uh, science is the word you're looking for. Yes, science is the word I was looking for. Um, biology is the word I was looking for. In Canada, they could possibly be, I, I haven't read the story enough, but someone just sent it to me. Uh, it seems to check out. Uh, two years possible in prison for anti-trans propaganda. Well, again, freedom of speech doesn't exist in Canada. I experienced that all too too, uh, too many times when I was there. People don't understand in the United States what a luxury it is, and if freedom of speech dies here, it dies everywhere. Well, what determines anti-trans propaganda? Oh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner still has a penis. Do you haul me out in cuffs for saying that? Oh, no, that guy just put on a dress. He's not really a woman. Is that anti-trans propaganda? Do I need to be taken out in a paddy wagon? Put in the drunk tank? Or in prison for two years? This is the problem. When you don't have, and this is why I was talking earlier about atheists and, and Christians coming together, the Constitution is a wonderfully unifying document. At least it should be. You don't have to guess. You don't have to guess, is freedom of speech protected? Well, it's right there in the First Amendment. Well, what about offensive speech? It's right there. How is it protected? If you all of a sudden get governments who, who don't believe in the... Well, you have the Second Amendment right there. It is so clear. But when you get off of it and you say, well, not really, what about hate speech? What about hate speech? That's We don't want hate speech. And that's why you have an entire generation of young Christians who are social justice leftists because they've bought the lie of hate it's, speech. It's easy to sell, I think. It's easy to sell because it's, it's the whole nice thing, right? Right. Kids go, well, I don't want well, hate obviously. speech. Really? Yeah, exactly. You don't want hate speech. No. You, don't, you People shouldn't be able to go out and say bad things because someone's black. No, that should be illegal. Well, no, no, it should be illegal. Okay, people shouldn't be able to say anything about someone who's gay. Well, no, it should be illegal. Well, I guess okay. And people shouldn't be able to tell people that if they have a penis, they're a guy. I have a tweet right now in my timeline, someone saying that actually men menstruate too. This is someone who writes for, I think, Think Progress. Scott something. I don't have it in my, I don't have it right in front of me. Said men menstruate too. They're just not accepted in the traditional definition of men. Nope. That's it. Nope. Oh, you just, what, you have unreal? No, 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 it's not that, yeah, yeah, you're right. Nope, they dirt, if, 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 no, men don't menstruate. Now, if you're talking about the penis transplant, that's not, I think you're misreading the situation. Men do not menstruate. That was another thing when I posted something on, uh, was it trans pregnancy? Someone said, well, men can get pregnant too, bigot. No. No, they can't. Men can get pregnant, men can't menstruate. That's not a secret patriarchy meeting. That's reality. Men cannot do those things. If you do them, you're not a man. You are what is commonly referred to as a woman. And, and people think that when you say these things, they think, oh, you know what, Jared? Let's, let's talk about this real quick. Um, let me bring this up from my screen here. This actually happened today when we released the Karl Marx video, someone was actually labeled the young communist on YouTube. Now, people will think that I'm building a straw man. Again, I have this up on my screen right now. Those record numbers are produced by anti-communist political organizations talking about deaths under communist regimes. So this person is on YouTube arguing in favor of Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot, saying this is... Because obviously. Because obviously. This is conservative propaganda. Their argument is you can't find any really unbiased sources. That's just what the West wants to tell you. So in the same day that I received a tweet saying men can menstruate too, 
I received comments right here. You go look at the YouTube comment section. People saying it's actually Western propaganda is the only reason you believe communism hasn't worked. When we said we thought Barack Obama was a socialist, and they said, you mean the N-word. No, now we have a socialist running for president who supports Marxist breadlines. When we said it's a slippery slope, and well, if you just want to open the door to any kind of sexuality at all and consider them all to be on the same playing field, where does it stop? They said, no, how dare you? What do you think, pedophilia? Well, now they're supporting pedophilia. When you say, well, listen, you need to be able to reason arguments. You can't just silence people by yelling and screaming. We all, they say, well, we're all, you're implying we're all not rational. Now, feminists this week have said that rationalization is a tool of the patriarchy. Everything that we've said is really at the root cause of these issues, and they swear up and down that it wasn't. It always is. It always is. And this week, men can menstruate. No one's died under communism. And rationalization is a tool of the patriarchy. Keep that in mind. Talk to you next week.